Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of 41st View with myself, Bob, and himself, Ryan. How's it going, folks? Welcome back to episode, what, 24 now? It's 24. 24 in the yeah. bag. We're getting into these high figures <laughs> now. Like I'm running out of fucking no- Roman numerals as well. Like I'm like, I don't only know up to 25. And I was like, what? But uh, we're delighted to be joined this week by James Bowes. James, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. James, James is me dad. It's a star. <laughs> <laughs> Two baldy men sitting across from Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding mine under Absolute the hat. Absolute image of each other. <laughs> Some fella the other day, by the way, I took off my hat in work and I was just running through my hair and there's a there's a Venezuelan guy behind me who's just like, hey man, you need to go to Turkey. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> it's not, is it? Yeah, because that, that's the worst because you can't see the top of your own head. Like, I know, yeah. And I was like, it's just it's just greasy, pal. <laughs> Got no tact, Jose. Yeah. But uh, we're delighted to have you up. Thanks so much for taking the time out to come and chat to us. Yeah, no probably don't know much about me dad but he has got a very interesting story so yep. look we've had a lot of musicians and stuff up and like creative people but yeah now we've someone that's has a really compelling story yeah like definitely story of redemption of i don't know touring stuff around and yep and making a life better for themselves and absolutely never too late these to stories start, we so. want to hear about as well <laughs> like do you know what i mean he's smiling over there look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't know whether you, who, who your father is but he sounds like a good fella <laughs> <laughs> he well, sounds deadly but yeah now so last week we had cavo on yeah sean sean was you, you wouldn't know which cavo he's a f- professional footballer for rovers um, they actually lost then. The night I know they. I know. <laughs> yeah. started as well. I so like, oh, going over a bit of bad luck for them. And all. <laughs> I was. I had a. Fo- there was a photo that they put up as well, and I was going to put it up, but I had like the tree one on the uh, our oh, side yeah, of it. And I was yeah. like, I'm not going to put yeah. that. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'll just put something. Yeah, else we're, up we're hoping like, you'd have a good game and all, yeah, the, photo, yeah, yeah. all the fans. Man in the match, like, and we can like kind of to us. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> but look, now we do appreciate him coming up. It's I know he was good. He was good. Been struggling, finding hard for getting people to get back to us and come up and have a chat with us. It's it's part of the process, though. Part of the process, yeah. People are busy doing their own things, but come on up. We're, Just we're here uh, for the chats. open them fucking emails, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I say it every week, though. At this point, it's like, yeah, check your emails. Eh? Go on. Only you didn't get an email. <laughs> you got you the got text. Phone call. Uh, yeah. phone call. <laughs> I got threatened. <laughs> you owe me. Not by me, though. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we can be darling this week. We'll, we'll explain his story later on in the... In the episode, mm-hmm. we might this might be a bit of an extra long episode. Well, that's because you know, strap yourself in, folks. As we were speaking to me dad earlier, he's saying he, he reckons the story will last longer than an hour and a half. So, listen, <laughs> listen we're here it's for the a ride. fucking Tolkien epic, it is like, do you know what I mean? But, um, I seen recently that, um, Senator Lynn Rowan wanted to introduce uh, decriminalization of drugs, yeah. Now, dad, now you're I'll call you that because there's no point calling you James, it's yeah. a bit weird. But, uh, if I you call the man out, I would be like, "This is strange." So come here, look. Before, without telling your whole story, you've you've got a background in kind of the drugs stuff like that. I don't know how what else way to say the it. drug industry. The drug industry, isn't it? Suppose that's the best way. It is an industry, it, yeah. isn't it? One way of describing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So quite a lucrative one to pump sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine so, um, but. What 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 would your take be on? Because I know myself, petty crimes in regards to like weed, coke, small amounts. For me personally, the police are obviously tracking the wrong people in this mm. situation. These are people that are just looking for a little score, a little bit of like bit of grain, bit of weed, whatever, and they're getting kind of slapped on the wrist and getting criminal yeah. records. What would you harshly like as yeah, well? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it's an addiction as well. So. 
what would your kind of opinion be on the decriminalization of drugs? I think um, I have a personal opinion on it, but if, if from a societal perspective, like you, you mean, sometimes you have to look at like you know this idea of a little bit of coke and a little bit of heroin and a little bit of weed, you know, is really you know it's not a problem. But from my perspective, a little bit of that stuff has driven me into a place where like I became an addict. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah of course. So like we have to be careful around and like what what you're talking about, like decriminalizing. My personal view is that, like, they shouldn't be. We should legalize all drugs mm, right. and, and and regulate them. And like, yeah. you know, I mean, the drinks industry is a a really, really good sort of place to look at and say, okay, alcohol does as much damage or more damage even than Definitely, drugs do. Yeah, yeah. That's very and true. And we've yeah. got to regulate it so you can go in and buy it the way you want. And people have a choice whether they want to drink or they don't want to drink. You can do a social. And like cocaine at the moment is almost like a social drug. Definitely. Where it's yeah, oh, it is, yeah. No, 100%. So, so, like, you know, you have to ask yourself the question, like, you know, and as an Irish society, like, uh, drugs was always sort of centered on the big cities. Yeah. Course. But it's prevalent throughout every small town in Ireland now. It's everywhere. Yeah, so I mean, like, like everywhere is the one. I remember going back many, many years ago. There was a big drug lord in in in, in America, and he was he was being charged. And what he was doing, you're using the the money that he found on him because there was traces of cocaine on it. Right, right. And he yeah. was saying this shows that this man was using cocaine. So right. his, his solicitors went down and he'd done a random sort of went around a hundred people in, in yeah, the state yeah. of New York took it, the dollars off each one of them and swabbed them for cocaine and 98% of them came back with cocaine yeah, on them. Yeah. That's so, mad, like. Yeah, so, so, so when we do these things, yeah. I think we have to be really mindful about how we go about doing yeah. things. Of course. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment, but it's it's going to be a lot harder to regulate these kind of... Oh, yeah, Jesus. Like, as you look at the likes of, say, Amsterdam, um, who... Well, weed isn't legal, but it's, it's kind of... Little wink, wink, nod, nod. We don't... The police don't come in and raid the coffee shops. Yeah, exactly. It's not. It's there. known, but it's not yeah, like yeah, you, know. you know what I mean. But it's it's gonna be. See, with alcohol, I think as well was the government's back when it was created or whatever. They kind of was easier to get a grip on it. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, as you said, cocaine is. Well, prohibition. Prevalent. We could, we yeah. could go back to prohibition and say yeah. the same thing. Like when gangsters took over the, the the drink industry. Yeah, and, true. You know, and and then we could still get in and if we want to. Like and and, and reality is is that it's 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 a difficult topic to sort of discuss. Of course. And people yeah. have different views on it. Mm. And when you talk about decriminalization, it's not really about legalizing. It's about sort of allowing a person to be in possession of a certain amount of drugs without actually criminalizing them for, yeah, for being yeah. in possession, and and that and for me just makes common sense. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like you know, like you know, you know, if so if we're in a country and we're in a society now where drugs have now become a norm, then we have to look at that in the context there is, and like you yeah. can't just sort of say like you know, oh, we'll turn a blind eye to it and take the ostrich post and put your head into the sand. Yeah, I mean, you have to make decisions around that. And mm. Lynn Rowan is doing something that I think should have been done many many years ago. She sort of bringing to the fore and saying, like, there's a difference between addiction, whether we, de- we deal with that in the criminal sense or we deal with that from an under health, health sense. Yeah. Mm. So, like, you know, any or any the best practice is shown right across Europe and um, Scotland doing now and um, and and the likes of Portugal they doing now and yeah, same Portugal doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, it, it's it's sort of like let's look at these like people who have illnesses because if you look at an addiction, like addiction in itself, you could argue as an illness. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we look at alcohol as addiction as an illness, and we treat people for alcohol, and the same principle should apply for drugs. 
just because they're illegal doesn't mean that the person should be treated any way differently. Any differently, yeah. yeah no, that's that's, well, that's what we do. We do that. We do that, and, and it, it's 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 part of our social sort of structure and our social how we've been brought up to think. Like it's our makeup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Course, yeah definitely. Course. And that's been probably driven by the Catholic Church for so many years as well. But and also with regards to like I know that I've heard of like people wanting to bring in those injection centers. You think they, is that another kind of thing that you believe would help, or is it just going to be a? I think, like, honestly, sort of unpack that and think about it. You have a man who who has an addiction and needs to inject himself, and and he needs a safe space to inject himself. Yeah. So, like, w- is it is it a good thing to have him injected in front of everybody in the streets, or yeah. should it be a place where he can go and sort of safely inject himself and not worry about cross contamination, leaving dirty syringes around, all yeah. that type of stuff? Yeah. It's a no brainer when you actually sit down and think about it. Well, yeah. I've only thought of it like that. Like, it is when I when I hear it in that sort of like you know either this or that, it does make a lot more sense to have those type places for it because we've all seen things yeah. like that but happen in the middle of town on a yeah. Saturday afternoon. But you've got like, the NIMBYs. Yeah. Not in my backyard, not in yeah, my backyard. Yeah. But it's uh, like, but like, reality is, if, if it was their son, there by the grace of God, go why? Mm. Like, you know, and it's only when something like this, and, and the reason why this is sort of coming to the fore now is because huge amount of young people all over the country now are being affected. Yeah. And it is that good family whose son is using cocaine now, and the shame and guilt of trying to get him treated without anybody seeing it mm. is now being prevalent, and people are starting to sort of take a look and say, actually, we have a serious problem now. Mm. And that's something that, like, you know, you know, has been yeah. sort of gone for a long, long time. I mean, like, my background's on law now, right? Mm. And so, like, if we, if you look at our drugs re- legislation, our drugs legislation doesn't start till 1977. So, yes. like, you know, up until 1977, they're saying there was no illegal drugs around the world. It's crazy, you know? You know, and, like, so so you need to look at these things and sort of say, as a society, like, we, didn't, we could buy cocaine, you could buy heroin in chemists, up until 1977. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, and and this, we, we don't tell us this. We don't yeah, tell yeah. people this. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, they, they, they were commodities that you could actually buy under different names. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and different names. You could, but you could actually buy them legally mm. without any hassle. And mm. there was lots of addicts, but it wasn't illegal. Yeah. Because I actually remember seeing, like, Coca-Cola used to have yeah. Cocaine has, cocaine has an active yeah, yeah. ingredient in it. Like <laughs> it was found like in Germany as well. Like it was found next to what they were putting into. Yeah. Obviously at that time frame and stuff like that. <laughs> which is just mad, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And the whole thing of getting people to go in and get you these things like with the same kind of prescription that like I've heard about that for years, yeah. like and stuff like that. And it's just like if we if we look at pharmacies pharmacies today, I mean, I can guarantee if you walk into a pharmacy today and ask them what his best seller is and if they're trying to regulate around and now it's it's um Salpidin. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's buying Salpidin because our codeine-based tablet, yeah, codeine yeah. derives from heroin. Yeah. So like, and there's a huge amount of people that are buying ten boxes of codeine a week, and, yeah. and, and nobody's talking about that. Yeah, yeah. It's all you know, nobody's much, talking yeah. about that. You know yeah. what I mean? The pharmaceutical is the biggest dr- drug dealer of the whole lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Ryan mentioned earlier on that oh, he was arrested and, and charged with drugs and all that, and, and like, but like you know, and 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 these are the things that when you start to sort of look at how this how this actually works. Yeah. When you look at the bigger picture, it's easy to, you know, sort of criminalize somebody and sort of say, well, here's how and the small player. Yeah. When you look at the, the bigger bigger industry who's actually making money over a belief system, you have to yeah. sort of yeah. ask yourself. Did you see uh, Woody Harrelson actually done an SNL skit? Oh, I did. And he was like, he's like, I got given a, a monologue for a new film. And he was like, the world's biggest gangsters make everybody, or the world's biggest drug cartel makes everybody afraid 
and then they push their drugs and you're not allowed to do anything unless you take their drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually that. got a lot of slack for it. Yeah, all the Pfizer. Yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. COVID and yeah, like yeah. the pharmaceutical Pfizer, companies yeah. and all like and it's it is and I do think as well it's the government It's the push from them though. Yeah, like yeah. as you said, the NIMBYs, I never heard of that saying before, but it's not my backyard. Yeah, it's all the it's all the obviously the inner city and all the yeah. kind of the 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 places around Dublin. Socially deprived there, it's not actually it's not in Black Rock. Or it's not in no, it's not Donna Bay or any of those yeah. places. You know, Kleine, those, yeah, yeah. So, Sutton. So it's yeah. obviously down the route, like, and it's us down at the bottom, like the the average Joe, who's the ones that are fighting for all of the, like, there's every young like a lot of people I know doing drugs, like, and it's mm. as you said, it is systemic, systemic within the communities, like, because. And let's just unpack that, can we? Can we unpack that, like the young people selling drugs, and because mm. like I work with young people today, right, and and we and we'll go through a little bit yeah. about myself later on, but. When you actually unpack it for young people and explain to them, right, oh, here you go, right, here you are, you're a young person, you're 16 years of age, mm. you're selling drugs, you're out on the streets for maybe 18 hours a day, right? Every time you're out on the streets, there's a chance you're going to be arrested. You're buying an ounce of weed that's costing you 400 quid, you're mm. breaking up into 50 pound bags, you have to make 20 sales to get your 400 pound back mm. and make a profit and pay the guy who will own it, have your smoke, and every time you're out there, you're actually. In a, in a chance of getting arrested, of course, right? So now, so so now, let's let's take that back. So you're making say four hundred quid a week. All your friends owe you owe money to them. Yeah, they owe you money, and you're falling out with all your friends. Yeah. Every time you go outside your door, there's there's police. The possibility of getting arrested and going to jail, and you're having trouble with your family. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's 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 the that's the, the glory of being a drug dealer, right? Mm -hmm. Now, take a job at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. You're getting four hundred pound a week. You work forty hours. So it gives you the rest of the day off. You come <coughs> home and you buy a bag of weed. You don't tell anybody. You have all your friends around you and you never have to worry about getting, a, getting yeah. to prison. And when young people hear that, they go, oh, mm. never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's the glorification of selling drugs and the lifestyle that people That's it. I think people see the lifestyle and <coughs> think that, oh, But I what is the lifestyle? This. Exactly. Looking like over your shoulder for your whole yeah. life. Yeah, like we, we, like we have, yeah, we have this sort of Americanized idea yeah, of what the it. lifestyle is. Hey, baby, and big cars and all that. Yeah. None of them have big cars. It's all down to music and the kind of music culture that around like in England and everything's all about making money as quick as you can. And, yeah. yeah. And like, it looks like a cool hustle to have. Like The quickest way to make money is through drugs. Yeah, of course. Just it's just not a way to live permanently, you know what I mean? Not but it's not all. sustainable. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's sustainable. Like, like, yeah. like, like, think about it. Like, if you're highly active and your brain is absolutely in fear, constantly on the fear around, like, paranoia. I'm gonna have paranoia. I'm gonna be could be caught here. All my friends are telling on me. Is that an undercover guard? Yeah, am I yeah. selling to an undercover guard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, 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 and every time I look around, they're going to get arrested. You know, am I lying to my parents? Am I lying to my friends? I can't yeah, even yeah. have time with my girlfriend. Mm. All that type of stuff. Yeah. And and that's all glorified until such time as you explain to them. And, and until someone gets shot. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fear so of many yeah. killings over the last kind of five years oh, got geez. to do with gang-related stuff. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Um... Yeah, it's, and I, I actually know, did you see as well, I only I just want to bring up, with regards to like the government and the police maybe stopping people from kind of, it's hard because like people can use drugs and not be addicted, you know, like mm. it's, now obviously it's a very slight, it's a fine line, it's like. a fi very fine line and yeah. it's when people don't really realise when they start tipping towards the addiction, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. but I remember, I don't remember what was it, Electric Picnic there last year, 
they'd set up a tent for people to come test and test their drugs. drugs. <laughs> but then the police were there arresting people as well. Mad. It's like, how are you going to help us, help the young, well, I say us as in the younger people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I well, still see myself yeah. like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how, how, are, how are young kids going to learn to respect drugs if they're not going to be trusted with them as well? Of course, like, it kind yeah, of maybe yeah. comes back to the whole decriminalisation and, and making it legal to kind of keep an eye on what's going into the drugs rather yeah. than all the fucking chemicals that the the people in Couldn't flats make. and all are making mm. yeah like, and that's about when you when you actually regulate something is that if you're buying heroin that you know you're getting heroin usually it's what it's cut with that kills you yeah that's it yeah, you know yeah. so like and the same with cocaine and any other drug you know yeah, it's usually yeah. what you're cut with and if, if you've got it's even sort of, weird they spray it as well, well now like, 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 like as you say like I, I'm going back to the 70s and, and, and like, like there was a time when there was the, the growers of weed would have competitions around who what's the best weed and it was grown in the best same way so but there was it was always a balance between THCs and CBDs yeah, that yeah. was in mm-hmm. them. So they couldn't let them. But now what they're doing, they're cross pollinating to such a site to increase the THC levels in them. Mm. And now what you're smoking, it's like, well. it's like acid you're smoking <laughs> now. So if anybody who's ever, like, yeah. Yeah, ever had a hallucinogenic, yeah, yeah. like, and what's happening is like, and I've got friends, and he said to me, they've gone through heroin withdrawals, they've gone through cocaine withdrawals, which you don't really get cocaine withdrawals, it's more psychological, mm. but. Um, the, the biggest one to come off was was, was actually weed, yeah. And you, and you don't get a withdrawal from hash, mm. but you do from weed. And the biggest like of a friend that's in he's in England now at the moment, and three months he went through on like almost a mental breakdown to try and get off weed. Yeah, that's yeah. mad, isn't it? Yeah, I've seen friends going through it as well. Like I, was, I actually said on the podcast, I think two weeks ago, I was like during lockdown, I was smoking weed, and then obviously Lily was born and. I was stoned and I was like, Lauren was like, right, you have to feed her in three hours and I completely, yeah, like, yeah. I can't be doing this, like, like, I can't yeah, be doing yeah. this anymore. And I went off and now, I don't know what it is, like, I didn't go cold turkey or anything, like, it's, it was just one of those. But you regulated yourself yeah, to yeah, an extent, Yeah, I wasn't, like, like, smoking every yeah, single yeah, yeah. I was saying to you, it was like you with the beers, like, during yeah. lockdown, waiting till five o'clock to have a joint. Mm. So and I wasn't, yeah. back then, I wasn't thinking, I wasn't like, ah, oh, I'm grand, I'm just having a joint, mm. like, I'm happy. It's only until you realise the responsibilities around when you. you see the bigger picture. When you see the bigger picture, and yeah. you're like, I wasn't myself for the last year and a half. Yeah. Like, you know it's only I mean? when I saw the amount of bottles that I had to bring <laughs> to the fucking bottle bank, I was like, oh, I did all this. <laughs> Me? And I was like, jeez. Jeez, only Tuesday. Yeah, I know, yeah. But you see the way you normalise the, the fact that you're smoking weed, yeah. and yet you yeah. could be criminalised. And I don't see you in any shape or form as yeah. being a criminal, but yeah, like, yeah. you could you could be criminalised for that, mm. even to sort of a making admission on, on open air saying you're always smoking weed. Yeah. You, you, you open yourself up for, crimin- for being criminalised. Yeah. 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 Like that, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so like, but the fact that we we think like that, and as a society that we sort of have an acceptance and around that, and that's the part of the process of where we be conditioned into believing that it's okay. Then, mm. and if we're saying that as a society, because you are the next generation, yeah. if we're saying that as a society, shouldn't we be at least having a discussion around like? What's that going to look like? Yeah. And how do we manage to do something like this? You know, in a sense that if 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 you do get a problem with with, with your addiction, instead of being shamed and blamed, that you're helped rather than sort of a criminalized. Exactly. That's yeah. A, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me in a, in a society where we're so open about like our gay marriages yeah. and everything else. And we're sort yeah, of, yeah. We're, we're, and the, we're the nation. Kind of taboo. And still, it's sort yeah. of like, oh, let's not talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Let's quickly yeah. brush that let's under quick, the carpet. Yeah, let's quickly sort of say, well, that's illegal and that's yeah. all there is to it. And yeah. like, let's pretend that it's not pervasive and, and insidious like throughout the whole country. And yeah. let's not even sort of say like, like I, I spoke to doctors and he said to, said to me, you're actually better injecting heroin into your blood, into your veins mm. than you are drinking beer. 
Then you are drinking alcohol because yeah. alcohol does more damage to you than, than yeah, heroin. heroin. And the only thing that kills you with the heroin is if you put too much in yeah. or is if what it's cut with yeah. can, can poison you. Mm. Yeah. Because so like, like if you think about it, opiates were used years ago. That's still her. Like as in for medi- medicine, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Dear. And it was only until, say, the likes of Oxycontin and all start coming out and then the doctors and pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals start. Yeah. And, and it was and pushing them on. And the it's only public. until it's only until 1977 when they sort of said, "Oh, we're getting a little bit of a problem with it. That let's bring in drug re- legislation." And if you actually unpack mm-hmm. it, because I've looked through the laws and all that, like that all started back when the Americans decided that, "Oh, uh, hippie friends don't want to go to war because they're smoking pot. Let's legal. Let's make pot illegal, yeah. and that way then we'll criminalize it and we get the hippies, we bait them and put them into jail because <laughs> he won't join our army and yeah. fight a war over in Vietnam." Yeah, Man. and and that's and if you actually look at the drugs legislation. That's where it comes from. Yeah, the, from the common law, it comes from that. Yeah. It all just comes from the greed of the government. I know those <laughs> fucking government. No, but, yeah, but that's the, and like like that's the reality of things. Like you know, and and, and people like they, they gloss completely over that, so people don't ask the question. Yeah, yeah. Like, why aren't we using hemp? Because it's 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 a it's plant. Too, it's you can't you cheap can't to make. Yeah, you can't make profit on it. You can't make profit on it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was kind of thinking of. And I'm, we discussed this last week with the pyramids and the technologies and stuff back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know this might be a bit off topic or whatever, but I was saying that maybe like the technologies that they were using in from the past are from the future because of the... Oh, here we yeah. go. No, but you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Maybe he was I'm smoking weed tonight. I know, yeah. Before you came in. Well, son, you, you know, you let me down there. <laughs> That'll be later, <laughs> 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 no, um, no, no, I hear what you're saying. No, I seriously. mean, in a sense that maybe that civilization weren't ever for profit. Yeah, and they all lived in like like I'm just spitballing like, and as in the fucking media came, took it all out, and then we restarted <laughs> again, and now it's all for profit. You know? Yeah, right? yeah, of course, get, like, yeah, a, like a great reset or something yeah, like that. You know yeah, what I mean, like that's what I'm yeah. trying to put across. Is yeah, like, yeah, that civilization could have worked so well. Yeah, and they could have built all the pyramids so well because <laughs> they actually all worked for each other. Yeah. rather than for profit. You yeah, know no, what I mean? yeah, yeah. But and that's, that's what just, that's just spitballing yeah. a random one. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that's saying he came from left field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, but well, I do agree with you. I think like like history history is written by by the victors, and they they'll tell us what they want us to know. Exactly. But if you like, actually, yeah. it's like and you spoke a little bit about COVID. If you unpacked all that stuff when it when it happened, and I sort of ask questions. And, and and question the science rather than following the science. Maybe we'd have been in a different situation. Yeah. But that's a different topic for a different day. Yeah. But, but reality is, is that like you know, like everything that we're le- what we're seeing and we're being shown is being directed to us. Of and course, unless, yeah. unless unless we sort of like mm. unpack it ourselves and have the conversations amongst ourselves the way we're doing now, but we're never going to understand this. But that's the thing. Even though like there's, I think there's such like you know thing even around COVID like even if you try I know a little bit more and more is coming out about yeah. it there's a lot more Huge people kind of you know amount. opening their eyes to what was actually mm-hmm. happening but even if you still have you can't really even still have that conversation with some people they're still yeah. like you know their eyes are closed to it well it's, it's, it's really all difficult. about a conversation it's like. really difficult and I, I, I empathize with people in that it's really difficult because they, they, they followed and they believed in somebody exactly, who was telling like, yeah. the truth yeah. and now like it's sort of like how could they have trusted somebody like exactly. that and that's yeah. for a human being that's really difficult to get past yeah. Yeah. so like I, I understand that mm. and and it's the same with this when, when we talk because we're talking now about the drugs and that like yeah. it, it's, it's the same thing like people are fearful of, of, of actually asking questions 
questions in case they get told the truth. Exactly, like, yeah. They you don't know, really like, want to know no, that truth. Like, yeah. like, because it's easier to yeah. sort of other other people and say, well, he's just a junkie. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm better than that junkie, you know, like, because my life is miserable. Yeah. And my life is miserable because I'm afraid to ask why my life is miserable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and these are questions that, like, as a, as a modern day society, that we shouldn't have any issue and sort of going, what's this about? Exactly. And in, in, as you said before, like there, when there's things like, you know, about mar- like, you know, same sex marriage and stuff like that, everything can be, t- everything like, you know, pushed through straight away. Exactly. But we're tolerant. And we exactly. People, like, but yeah. why can't you bring up these topics? Yeah. And it's like, oh, suddenly now we don't want to talk yeah. about that. Like yeah. you're dead right yeah. with that 100%. kind of perspective, like on it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. We go back. We jump into James Bowers, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, well, <laughs> jump back in time. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't describe myself as that. No, and, and like, no, but like, in, in, like, re- reality for me is that, like, you know, I, I've gone on a really strange journey. Well, not a strange journey. I'd say what a journey for a, a, what's happened to a lot of people. It's of a mind's probably a little bit more extreme than than most people. Yeah. Mm. Um, in the sense that, like, I was born. I was born in the sixties, in the the, the early sixties, um, and I grew up in in Fightman Manchester. And Fightman Manchester at the time was probably one of the most um, advanced flat complexes in in Ireland, in Dublin at the time. I yeah. had indoor toilets, and I had a bathroom, and I had a kitchen. And, right. And, yeah. And um, but it was an area that was really, really socially deprived. Yeah. And, um, in a sense that, like, I came from. I have seven brothers and I have six sisters. Big um, family. Yeah, it was fourteen of us. We were in a three bedroom house or three bedroom flat. Um both my parents were in the house as well. And I am not getting in I'm not gonna get into like the what happened in my household. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. But but for me growing up there was a like my dad used to call us as Indians. Mm-hmm. Right. And my perception and my social construct around me at the time was the Indian was the guy who went out and scalped people and he fought against the cowboys and that's why and that mindset I grew up with that type of mindset right 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 so from so an early age from an early yeah, age yeah. my mindset was sort of your 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 duty or your how you react how you act in the world is you're an Indian yeah. and your Indians go out and they go on raiding parties and they take they what, take they, what need. they want, yeah. and they, and because that's the image that I was shown on the TV, and that's yeah. the image Cowboys that I believed. Are, yeah. Cowboys and in Indians, India. we were yeah. always the bad guys, and yeah. they were always the good guys, and we were trying to kill the good guys all the time. And was like just to touch on that, was the good, was the like the bad guys versus who was the good guys in this situation? Like who were you? Just the other, well, probably other be the men, police, like, yeah. probably be the police, different areas, yeah. like yeah, you know, yeah. you're not flat, maybe okay, you're not block yeah, even, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Other families, right, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it was, it was all about sense. like you it was know, your tribe against our tribe, everybody, and, and our especially tribe. with yeah. so many brothers, like yeah, yeah. you yeah. obviously had a bit of clout about yourselves, like of course, in, like we f- fucking eight of us, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if if a bigger fella hit me, my bigger brother came out and bashed him. Someone else, my bigger brother, and that's how it went. You know what I mean? And if someone hurt our sister, we all killed him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We sort of grew up. That was the tribalism around. Of course, of course. And and like when like living in that sort of social construct and sort of never believing that you can aspire to anything then mm. you, you sort of settle at a level that you know this is where I'm at this is where I'm going and constantly hearing it because like I remember when I was about 10 years of age I'd seen the police coming through the flats chasing like rob cars because the rare place was like was <laughs> Beirut yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, seriously like well, I, I went, went to school in JMO and even back then was I went to ch- school in JMO as well and yeah. like, like but like we had times where like our 
flats was a no-go earlier where yeah. you had to bring the Lord Mayor in to sort of ask for permission to bring cars to because yeah. the police yeah. used to come in and just bash us and then really like, there was a situation where yeah, where we blocked off the whole flats and had burning cars all around and the police couldn't come in. Any police car that came in was smashed and turned yeah. over. And this wasn't just the young people in it. Yeah, this, this was, was the everybody. fathers. This yeah, was their yeah, parents yeah. doing Ooh. this because of how we were being treated by the guards themselves. And just prior to this, I remember as a young man, I was about 10 years of age, 11 years of age, and I'd seen the police driving around and you were chasing the car and I thought, this is fucking great, you know. I want to be a policeman. <laughs> like you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's hard. So, <laughs> and I walked from where I lived in Fighting the Mountains up to the station in, in, in Kilmainham, right. which is about half an hour walk from yeah, Fighting the Mountains. And I remember going in, and I'm a kid, and I'm standing, I'm ringing the bell, and this big sergeant comes out, and he goes, how are you doing? And he says, can I, can I help you? And he says, yeah. I said, I want to be a policeman. And he goes, oh, that's lovely. And what's your name? You know what I mean? So I told him my name. And he's looking at me. He says, where are you from? <laughs> I said, I'm from Fighting on Mansions. And this is, what, this is true. God, this is what he's doing. He said, hold on there. And he closed the windows. Stop. And he came out. He picked me up by the back of the neck, and he lifted me up and dropped me down onto a toe. And booted me out of the station and gone to me. It's little bastards like you, he says, that we're trying to lock up. That's what he said to me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from that moment on, I sort of, fuck you. Fuck you now. You know, I'm not even allowed in your gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have changed my perception on how I viewed that sort of authority figure. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, growing up in the flats, then when you went to school and you spoke about CBS yourself, we had Christian brothers, as you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the foils on Christian Brothers now are all in, in the Vatican and they're all sealed. So, and, the, and we all know why. Yeah. yeah, yeah right? so. I mean, like, you know, and I know we've seen, like. Discussed this in the past. Yeah. yeah so, so well, then, you know, then. Like, yeah. So, but personally speaking, nothing has ever happened to me yeah, yeah, sexually. Yeah, of course. Only because my father came over and knocked out two Christian Brothers. There you go, like, yeah. So, my dad <laughs> came over to the school because of the way they were behaving with us yeah. and actually physically knocked out two of the brothers him and my oldest brother knocked out two Christian brothers in the school so you're growing up with this mindset mm. and you're seeing authority so and, that, and that's what that's what you aim towards you look mm, up to like of course yeah. so, so but for me that's the construct that I was in yeah. so like you know if you can imagine that's that's where we start off that's that's the premise that we start off in yeah yeah. so I was in a socially deprived went into a school where like we're trying to sexually molest you, yeah, and you're trying to get an education out of that. Yeah, you come from a big, huge family, and then you sort of uh, everything that you think you could sort of aspire to is sort of you're told no, no because you're no. coming from there. And I remember yeah. going for my first job, we talk about work, <laughs> and it was it was up the top of Thomas Street, and it was a, a telecommunication thread, it used to fix televisions at the time, right? right. And I can't get the name of them, but I remember going in and sitting and doing the interview, and your man was Jesus, yeah, oh, great, yeah, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. And I and he's gone to me. You have the job. And he says to me, um, oh, I forgot to ask you, where do you live? <laughs> so I gave him my address, 6B, Fighting Mansions. Mm. And he goes, oh, uh, just hold on for a minute. I have to go in here. And he went in. And about five minutes later, he came out. He says, oh, sorry, that the job is gone. gone. Yeah. And I thought to myself, and, and after that then, I used to try and use my sister's address because yeah. she lived on the Crumlin Road. Somewhere else. Because like, yeah. that's the only way you could get jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So and I, do, I still hear stories today of people changing their address because they're from a certain area in Dublin mm. like where it's not socially acceptable or jobs just don't want people of from that place yeah. in their job you know what I mean that's just ridiculous and it's kind of like it's it, um, well maybe not recently maybe a couple of years yeah, ago, like, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean but it's kind of like the, the, the area you're from doesn't make the person that you are not you know what I mean? like you know there's people from so I'm originally from Rings End like there's people from Rings End who are mad bastards and there's yeah. people who are sound and 
You're gonna get that mix yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, Do you know like, what I mean? Not like it's just like and even up in like people up in Black Rock or all those air, higher up areas. Mm. There are people up there that are fucking shy bags that throw you under a bus and they'd sell you out and they'd fucking step all over you to get to where they want. Where they need to be. But they'd be looked at better because of their, their postcode, you know what I mean? Of course, like, Jesus Christ. We're not all from Terran Yore, I'm from the <laughs> other side of Crumlin. <laughs> well, my yeah. family is. Yeah, and I just qualify that because I do know things have changed. Things yeah. are changing and then they yeah. are getting a little bit better. Like, so when I go back, I'm going back to the 60s and I'm going back to the 70s and this... The this, different time, like, yeah. Absolutely, I mean, we're talking yeah. 50 years ago, you know what I mean? So, like, but like in, in the 70s then, in where I lived, was the beginning of the heroin ap- epidemic. Yeah. Like, it came into two places in, in Dublin. One was fighting the Manchester and the other one was on the north side of the sea. Right. Um, and I knew everybody who was involved in that. Like, mm. they were all, like, and I'm still friends with a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like everything else, I think, like, drugs and addiction, I genuinely don't believe that anybody has fully understands when they're doing stuff like this, the consequences that follow it. Yeah. I think it's 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 sort of like with me, three of us are sitting here, you pull out a joint, I've never seen it, he's never seen it, you're going, it's lovely. He goes, kids will look at that. He takes a blow off, I take yeah. a blow before we're smoking it. Yeah. He has a higher addiction rate than you have or exactly. I have. Mm. He goes down the road and starts, he can't not get enough of it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he yeah, becomes yeah. an addict. Yeah. The, there was never a choice. Mm. It's not like rational choice, Terry. There's not a choice around like, like, and, and nobody knows whether you have a, 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 a propensity for alcohol or for drugs until you bloody until take you actually it. try. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so like, yeah, because people like when you used to go drinking when you're younger, what, like some of the lads used to be locked on one can, <coughs> and the other lads would be bleeding halfway through a shoulder of vodka, and they'd be grand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, so but you, you don't you, really realise determine, that. Can you determine from that who's going to be the alcoholic? No. no, you can't. It mm. depends on you know, and, and uh, uh, who depends has, on the person. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and why do we take drugs? Or why do we take alcohol? alcohol? Mm. What are we trying to? What are we trying? To, yeah, but what what are we trying to hide? What? Yeah. What What's is it? That, void what is in it, your what, life or something? What? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Like, and, and these are questions that we don't ask. Yeah. Like you know, and like like I'm in a fellowship now, mm. and I sponsor people, and and like you know, and you're sitting to another human being, and they're sort of saying, "This happened to me when I was young, and I don't know how to deal with it." Yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. I used drugs so I didn't have to feel that anymore. Yeah, of course. Or I yeah. used alcohol so I didn't have to feel that anymore. Yeah. You know, and and we don't know this stuff. We we still think, oh, they're just junkies, but they're yeah. not. They're people There's who are really that's happened in their life that's led them to where they are. They're trying to yeah. numb the feelings that they, yeah. that they don't want to yeah. feel anymore. No, and, yeah. and 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 what way do we look at them? We look at them through a criminal lens. Yeah. It's hard to go. Fucking people hell. look down on Instead them. Instead of and looking just at be like, like a know, human and being yeah. like, what happened? Yeah, I mean, where like, did it go wrong? If someone got cancer. <clears throat> And they needed to take drugs. You'd be sort of, you know, you see it all the time. Oh, let's do what we can for them. Let's do a, a thing. Let's do a room for them. Let's do this for them. Yeah. But, but they have to take drugs because they're trying to fix something inside them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Addicts are doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Except for they're trying to stop the feelings that they have inside them. Yeah. You know, the, and, the, and that's the that's trauma that they've that had in the past. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Exactly. Trauma. Yeah. yeah. That's a lovely way of putting it. Yeah. So take us back there. You were mentioning. So it was when heroin started coming into yeah. Dublin. So, so. Well, how old were you then? I was, um, I was about 13, no, I was 16 years of age, right. 15, 16 years of and age. And as you said, like, Rob could whip out a joint and we'd start smoking it. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. So, what, what, like, I'm guessing it kind of flooded into Dublin and oh, look, it was not a lot of people had an idea of what, how bad no. or what And the only way you could use heroin at the time <coughs> was through, the, through a needle, was in, injections. People yeah. didn't realise that you could snort it, you could smoke it, you know, you could put in cigarettes, you could do it. So, the only way we knew was how to use it was through intravenous, yeah. intravenous yeah. abuse. So, um, of course, when it came in, 
was sort of almost free here. Do you want to try this? Do you want to try yeah, that? Yeah, and yeah. everybody was great market back then. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like Word of mouth yeah, just yeah, took this. Google thing. hadn't got a patch on them. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Seriously, like these guys were the best. <laughs> so, so like, like we we're all friends sitting around. I said it's like a joint getting passed around. Do you want to try? It? I, said, I don't know. I've never tried a needle. Yeah. And we we're all shared needles. All shared the needles. Well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Geez, you get one needle, probably thirty is there. Exactly. You know what I mean? yeah. Fuck, that's bad. But you never understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like taking your first drink. You don't realize how much it's gonna fuck you up you yeah, know what I mean like fucking hell especially like I remember my first time playing drinking a load of vodka and I fucking yeah could it, could couldn't it stand like you know what I mean I got to get carried home I didn't really can't even remember getting home after a fucking whiskey <laughs> like, or whatever it was that yeah. I was having that night like you know yeah. what I mean like but and yeah. where where did the where did it come from because I don't really Steelers. know that, like I like, mean as in like what it's what country that it's I heard of it comes from Afghanistan, Afghanistan from the yeah. from opium, the poppy opium. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's from the poppy field yeah, yeah, yeah of course yeah, you yeah. bleed a poppy and then you take the, the juice off it and they, they yeah, don't you get it in like refine it into heroin and then it's, it's transported across yeah. and like a kilo of in, in Afghanistan probably about two two thousand dollars yeah you know what I mean so it's it's even less probably four or five hundred dollars you can buy the fields at one stage yeah over there and pay yeah. the farmers to walk for you for the whole year and poppy take farmers and all the that poppy. <laughs> and the Americans are bringing it in for a long long time yeah yeah the war with Vietnam and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like that's probably what that's what a lot of people say the reason why they invaded all these countries was to help fund well, the, the, like, the drugs you know what like, I mean like, the, like well look at Iraq as well like, you know what I mean East, like, that's where all the poppy well, fails are like, if you think about it it's all cash and nobody knows where it's coming no from, and there's no exactly. tracing for it. So, yeah, like, yeah. You, like, if you if you want to fund wars and you want to do things <laughs> like that, sure. well, like, use drug money to do it. Yeah. It's even their involvement with like Pablo, Pablo Escobar, and like yeah, you know, yeah. in Colombia and all that sort of. Stuff. They had like you know people flying the planes who were ex-military and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. it's all connected to yeah. some degree. Like, but yeah, <laughs> but then it's we mad. become conspiracy theorists when we say things like this. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so even though there's factual why information would the out there, do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Someone actually said that to me recently. I was talking to a neighbour of a one of my aunties and stuff like that and they were like oh the government wouldn't do that yeah. and I was like you're <laughs> absolutely messing if you think that like and I was just like do you know when you kind of play it off you're like ah, yeah yeah really I like I don't know does she, I don't trust people who don't believe in a conspiracy theory now yeah, yeah. Like, do you know if you, if you just think that everything's all happy days all the time yeah. there's something wrong with you but uh no, sorry, we're getting yeah, we're, we're getting off track. topic here. <laughs> we usually do that. Yeah, Back yeah. to fat in my mansions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, so sixteen, like, so 15, 16 yeah, years yeah. of age, and like, uh, as I said, we were was we were in that sort of turmoil where like there was lots of stuff going on, fighting and all this stuff. Mm. We were sort of like, police and uh, everything gangs that goes right, gangs, and we were fighting and we were all going clubbing and all that. So uh, you, we'd had a lot of friends, and I remember the first time I tried it, I injected, had it torn on, and I f- fucking vomited all over the place. Yeah, Mad. and as a kid, I. Hated getting sick and I hated swallowing that because I yeah. always trouble around my throat. I don't know what it was. Yeah. So I was really, really fortunate in that I never took her up. I had one torn on. All my mates stayed on it. I didn't. Mm. It wasn't something that I was yeah. into. Into yeah. Because it was making me violently sick. Now the feeling off it of feeling absolutely warm and glowing and did the. Floating. bronze lady putting her arms around you cuddling <laughs> you it was yeah. absolutely fantastic <laughs> and, and, and an addict will tell you this it's an yeah. absolutely beautiful feeling and it's a feeling That's that you chase keep going back yeah, to it's yeah, a, yeah. you chase so, and, and you're sort of in oblivion for three or four hours but it fucking it didn't sit with me yeah, so gosh, I didn't yeah. I was very 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 lucky so so we just continued with, with smoking me hash having me a few beers mm. maybe having a couple of acid trapped uh, uh, strips Stops. yeah yeah and uh, so that so so and in that cohort then of my friends, like 
I'd say 75% of them are now dead, either died from old days or from the, the, the virus, which absolutely destroyed the yeah, community Jesus, afterwards, yeah. um, from intravenous drug abuse. That's what I was just yeah. about to say. That must have had a repercussion huge, on that huge, as well. Like. Huge, huge. Yeah. Because like, if you think about it, like you couldn't get... Like yeah. guys are going to the hospitals and robbing the spikes. Yeah. So like you couldn't even if you were trying to be clean. That's what we talked about earlier on about mm. a shooting place somewhere to go in and inject yourself. It's, it's a safe place where exactly. you're getting all the needles are clean and it's clean. Mm. If you yeah. can't do it and you're dying sick, yeah. you don't care you who's do used anything, that. Yeah. You're just gonna who's, get it. You and have to get into it. You have no choice. Yeah, and it, it takes that choice away from you. So, yeah. like from a, from a humanistic and a societal perspective I don't understand why we're not doing that for people Yeah, I really don't it, yeah, do, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me and I understand like people saying oh we don't want an airbag but we've a city centre there that where they're actually doing it at the moment and I don't understand why they, like, they, they complain about oh they're going to have more addicts around the addicts are there already yeah yeah, yeah, yeah of they're not going to add more no, to they're it not, like, yeah. they're not and, and they'll like, probably actually take them off the street a bit will. more because they're in a mm. shooting centre they give them a place to kind of go as you were saying yeah. safely like away from all the prying yeah. eyes or whatever like do you know what I mean but that's just mad though like like I can imagine it being rampant though like do you know what I mean with the amount of like you know sharing that yeah. was going on and stuff and I mean like there was times in, in like in, in prisons when people were in prisons mm. and they were locked in rooms when they were f- found that they the virus and the prison officers were going in full sort of masks and yeah. in, in like full like tactical see, gear like 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 what you'd see like people like astronauts yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean and, and sort of getting sticks and pushing the food into them and then throwing that giving them on paper plates and destroying all the equipment yeah. even the trays are getting destroyed off. Okay, and man. people are sitting there going like like what's wrong with me you know yeah, yeah. Well, you have the virus and you're going to die because you you're a junkie you know what I mean and yeah. oh, you must be gay as well because it came from the gay community you that's know? it yeah. and this was the mentality of people oh there's always that, that stigma around ignorance. it as well like, yeah. absolute ignorance yeah. you know what I mean but you have to think about it maybe even back then there was no idea of how it was happening and where it was coming from yeah of course there was but they weren't yeah, telling us they weren't telling people yeah that makes sense yeah there, there was I mean like, and there's a huge difference between the AIDS virus and HIV, there's no, yeah. there's no direct cor- correlation between both of them anyhow. Yeah, only, yeah. They're only telling us that now. Yeah, you know what I mean. And there was always been drugs there that could that could help. And and today you can have the virus, you can still have children, you can have sex without without transmitting it. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's always been like, it's 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 a, it's a strange for me. It's a strange when it comes to something like this. It's a strange way that people react. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. That's so, bad. So getting I, again, I, I get a little <laughs> bit animated about stuff like this. So my story, going back to my story, fighting my mansions. I'd have been in my twenties, um, then at that stage, then I got married, had a couple of children, walked uh, walked all my life, and in some, I don't know, I don't know how, but in some ways, I sort of got connected into the into the, the drugs because a lot of the things that happen, and, and my case is really strange. Like you know, like I got convicted of over a million pounds worth of drugs. Well, and in I got I got convicted and I got ki- convicted on what they call secondary evidence. So uh, let me give you a quick explanation for oh it. So, <laughs> so let me give you this quick explanation, right? So I'm charged. I'm allegedly arrested with a million pounds worth of drugs in the boot of a car, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm taken out of the car and brought off. So I, the car is taken away. It goes to a garage. And I'm in there and being questioned and the photographers come to take all the photographs of all this stuff and when they photograph my car, they photograph an empty boot. There's nothing in the boot. And the, the policeman's pointing in saying, there's a million pounds worth of drugs there, right? So we go to court and when we get into the court, there's supposed to be seven kilos of 
drugs there and it turns out there's not seven kilos of drugs there there's probably two kilos of drugs there yeah. but I'm still charged with the same amount right I'm not making admissions I'm not saying guilty <laughs> I'm not guilty at this yeah, stage yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I will say I say I have 12 years for it right so for our, our that con- in that context then what happens was I'm charged I'm convicted and then I appeal mm-hmm. and based on the appeal of something that happened within the court itself I get a retrial right so when the retrial comes there's no drugs somehow all these drugs are destroyed or you right. went right <laughs> so, so vanished so, yeah <laughs> so so yeah so you have a million pounds worth of um, heroin that's just gone missing now mm. and I'm charged them with being in possession of this million pounds worth of drugs and what happens is then there's a legal argument about and this is why my background is in law today there's a legal argument about um, possession of the drugs itself and the original drugs themselves are the chattels and what happens is that they take they take photographs of not of the drugs but of the packaging that's in so I get brown paper bag yeah. and I tape up that box there and I tell you that's a kilo of heroin and that's what I'm told is a kilo of heroin right right, right? so and there's, there's a forensic evidence to say that they tested powder and the powder is heroin. So right. th- this is that evidence, right? Yeah, but yeah. For the first time in Irish history, a person is convicted on a photograph. Not Jesus. on the actual... <laughs> not on the actual... It, that it, was you. You were convicted on a photograph. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, 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 I'm convicted on what they call secondary evidence. Mental. So the courts take the view that we'll accept the fact that... It's and believe the guards in everything they say that... Yeah, yeah. Why well, I was caught with all these drugs, even though the drugs are missing now, and they, like we nobody knows where they went, and and they, they could possibly have been destroyed, but we we'll, we we'll take it that they we'll were take real. Take their word on it, like yeah. We we'll take their word on that was real. So, but but even doing that, and and I'll, I'll explain to you why I'm saying this. Mm. Even doing that, without having the real evidence in the court, I was still convicted, and I got a twelve year sentence for it. So, what I discovered then while I was in there was that there was a is he was allegedly an IRA um, volunteer who kidnapped Tidy Hedeman. And that right. was the allegation. And I don't know whether this man done this. Mm. Probably the nicest man in the world. Yeah. I have no clue. Yeah, yeah. But in, in the case that they were using with him was that they were looking at this idea that he was part of a kidnapping group of Tidy Hedeman. So they went to look for the... They found, when they found Tidy Hedeman in the forest... They found the camp where they were in and they found all the bottles, the milk bottles at the right, top of the yeah, glass. Yeah. They found the, the, the teapots that you were making, the cups of tea on the fire. And they'd, they'd allegedly taken fingerprints from this. These fingerprints were supposed to fit this man, but they'd lost all that stuff as well. Fuck's right. <laughs> so, but they'd photographed, remember? Yeah, they yeah, photographed yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so, not like circumstantial or something like well, that? No? Well, according to the law, it wasn't. Yeah. Like in my case, they made right. it that it was illegal. It was legal to do this. Okay. So, so now we had this guy five or six years after I was convicted. So now I've new law in, the, in that sits up that says that it's okay not to have the original um, evidence in the court. You can be you can be convicted on photographs once it's tied to the circumstantial evidence around, and that's good enough, right? So that's yeah. that's what the Irish courts and the Supreme Courts came to that conclusion. Right, fair. Okay, so 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 now we're at this point. So then bent the arrest charge him with this based on the fact that my case is standing as law now and they can now charge him using 
photographic evidence rather oh, than the original right, channels. So right, right. Using your case. Yes, my case is the test case, oh, and so yeah, his yeah. case comes behind it. So they're really smart, and they go back and they go to the high court, and because I'm an idiot and I'm from fighting on mansions, and I don't know really anything about the law, but his yeah. his solicitors did. They were really right. smart, so they go to the high court and they say we're not accepting this, and the high court goes, "Or oh, sorry, here's the case law." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're running the case. So instead of him going to the court, he's gone. I'm not happy with that. Let's go to Europe and see what happens. Europe with his counsel and the European court say, Jesus, you can't do that. That's fucking bananas. Ah, no, ah, no, no. Ah, go on, get home, you. <laughs> not on a photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so they dismiss his case and they give him fifteen thousand pound compensation for it. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Like that's yours, man. Fuck you. Fucking hell. So, so. And when you heard when you heard that, were you obviously still in prison? Yeah, of course I was. Yeah. Oh, how did that? What was that like? Well, I mean, that? like at that stage, you're sort of like halfway yeah. through. Yeah, <laughs> you've, yeah. you've gone done a five stretch, and you're like, <laughs> I, 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 no, I'm into me eighty six year. I'm at, I'm actually after getting out on an appeal on that case. Right. Okay. And before before this comes up, I come. I, I I've won an appeal and I've come out on an appeal, and while I'm out on the appeal, um. I get reconvicted. My case comes back in within 12 weeks and they're still using the evidence they have against me so they put me back into jail Jesus and they um, put me back into the 12-year sentence again but they give me the time that I've served. So I'm back in and now I've no recourse back because the appeal courts have been the final so arbiter yeah. in, the, in the case and they've gone, no, we're accepting what the courts done with the circuit courts and the high courts. You're going to prison. So, so that was just finished your time that you so That was just finished my time. So right. my only recourse after that would have been gone to Europe and I'm trying to get my solicitors to do this, but no solicitor's interested. And of course, <laughs> me being me and being thinking I know what I'm doing, I make an application to the European Court, make a balls of it, and that means that I've no more applications. That's to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as the latest. Well, because yeah. if you make a shit of an application, and, and I didn't understand that at the time. So, yeah, of course. So that was yeah. me. So that was me done. Right. So afterwards, when I'm in there and I see this case coming up, of course, I'm, I'm, trying, to let, I'm trying to study law in prison to try and find out if I can fight this. But you're in this place where you're sort of, they don't want to teach me law in prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, He's got no, too no. much vengeance in him. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm the wrong person. I'm the I'm absolutely wrong person in the world to teach law, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, too, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so, and, and I'm having arguments with the governors about that. Like, because I, I, like, while I was in prison, like, like I, as I said to you, I came from fighting man. Yeah. I had no education. I left yeah. school when I was about 12. Had to go to work with, with a big family. Went to work early. Yeah. I always walked. I'm not saying I'm a saint. I never was a saint. I was always up to no good. So, yeah. like, you know, I was a, a Dell boy, all that type of stuff. Knew all the criminals. Yeah. Grew up with them all. They were all my friends. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. all normalised for me. So I'm not saying I'm a saint in any shape or form. I'm not saying whether I'm innocent or guilty. I'm only telling you the facts of what happened. Yeah, That's yeah, all. yeah, yeah. So I'm not trying to sort of come on here and say, because I, I've gone through a process with myself where, like, I sort of come, I'm not going to let what happened to me that time ruin who I am going for because Absolutely. I value my relationship I have with my children today and I value who I am today and where yeah. I am today. Yeah. So there's, there's, a, there's a huge piece of work on myself that I've done over the years that of sort of, yeah. that's, that sort of got me to a stage where if I keep looking backwards, I'm going to crash. Yeah. Right? So, so, sense, so yeah. like, and that, I just wanted to give you a picture of like how, <laughs> how you, you can be. So, here I am. Your I'm past in. shouldn't define your future, though, as well. Exactly. Well, but it does. This, yeah. this is the reality of yeah. things, and and like and, and and my journey has sort of taught me that, like you know, it doesn't matter who I am, so long as I tr stay true to myself. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm happy then where I am, like because my life has changed so much in you know, all the last sort of years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So 
like I suppose so. So I, I'm in this space where I'm in a, in a prison, and I don't know. Like, I'm hoping most of your listeners have never been in prison, but it's a fucking shithole. Like yeah, let me think about. Might be one I do there. You're 17 and a half hours behind your door, right? And yeah. and it, like at one stage, like there was, we, we were in a prison where there was 400 people it's supposed to be in, a, and on any given time, to be 12 or 1300 people in it. So like you, it was privacy yeah. wasn't something that you'd have, and there was no toilets where we were. Yeah, like you know, if you needed to crap during the night, it was a plastic bag, and that was it. And, yeah, and you try and you try and like, and and you or, or your your cellmate get out, and if you had the runs around like that, you wouldn't sleep in that night because you're dismembering oh, yeah. yourself. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, and and, that's and if you had top bunk, you could just like <laughs> hole in the corner and just like face the wall or something. Yeah, I, and but like, but sometimes you'd have someone sleeping on your floor as well. So you have yeah. a set of bunks with someone sleeping on your floor, and th- and and this these are the conditions that we lived in. Oh yeah, Jesus. like now yeah. it's getting better because I, I I walk I, I I try and keep an eye on and I've done a little bit of research around prisons and for families and what's the best way to do things and I work with NGOs that like you know we, we try and look at all these things yeah. and that's why I'm a really good advocate of yeah. let's have a conversation absolutely so like, before we jump too far into the prison I just want to ask because you, you mentioned there that you tried heroin and you didn't agree with you so I, I'm I'm right in saying you what you did have an addiction but, and you Hmm? Overturned it in prison. What what was it? Oh no, I was addicted to heroin. In oh, you still end. No, like like, like I, I got you, it. Caught up with you, like of course, of yeah, course. Yeah. Like it's like sorry, I thought you just meant you tried it once no, and then you moved no, on no, to something no. else. What, like. what, what, I apologize. What I, what I meant by that was at the time in the seventies, I was really lucky because it turned me off. But all my friends went through Continued it. Now I would have, as I said, I would have, I'd have been an alcoholic. I'd have drank. I'd have smoked weed. I'd have sort of took acid. Um, uh, what you call it? Speed, and then ecstasy came out mm. and I loved ecstasy we were on <laughs> the ecstasy buzz so mm. so we we went through that and, and from that ecstasy buzz then with the cocaine yeah. and then the cocaine the party drugs it, like yeah all uppers mm. but it comes to a stage where you're the that high you down. where you're that high that you need something to bring you down and it was yeah. either tablets or it was heroin and Jeez. like so so the the, the, the choice Some was rock a hard place there mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no no if you're going to do it do it fucking right you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah, look, I'm going now. I'm going now. Swinging, time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> so yeah, so it's uh, he's about you. scratching your head at the same time. It's <laughs> yeah, like looking right. in the mirror. <laughs> that's a the two you just yeah, start exactly. scratching your head exactly the same. Fucking <laughs> 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 gas. Yeah, so look like each other. Oh, you do. I'm like, like it's it's the eyes as well. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Says it's the eyes. Yeah. But um, yeah, so. Obviously, what was it like? You get the conviction, you're in court, and you get the conviction, and you've told us the story about how it happened. Yeah. <coughs> and obviously, there's something not right there, getting convicted on a photo or whatever. That's fucking bananas. How, how, what was the feeling like? Obviously, it's fucking shy, but... Yeah, no, Do you I, remember the feeling of, of course, hearing, like... Of course. I mean, like, you know, for me, like, you know, at the time, I'd have been using drugs as well, so your, your feelings are... probably, like, didn't give up. Numb. No, yeah, they're numbed, right, but when... when, when Reality, like, if someone yeah. says to you, you have a 17-year sentence, you know, it's sort of like, whoa, I'm going to be, you know, I'm gonna, there's a lot of stuff like. that's going to happen. And I remember at, at the time, like, it was it was in 1997 when we first, when I was first sort of incarcerated, and then I went back in in 99, I was fully... Find, in from 99 I was, then I was convicted in 2000 but I remember like um, my kids coming up to see me yeah yeah. and I remember sort of looking at the fear in their eyes and and we were behind the glass because we were in, in it was in um, what's the name Clover Hill 
Clover Hill is a is a detention center. Is a, 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 a when you're in, in on on bail, so it's it's a center that it's a jail where you're not even convicted yet. You yeah, haven't been yeah, found guilty. Be, yeah. It's like a holding kind yeah. of. Yeah. So, so you can spend time in those. Oh, you can. You can well, be on. You can be, on, like on, 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 you can be waiting on, on trials for years. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so they're trying to expedite it if you don't get bail, and you are entitled to bail. But because of the series is the my case, they were trying to do doing everything they could. Couldn't watch the flea to conjure. All this type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. I mean? so, so and, and like and if I'm, if I'm honest, like you know, at the time I don't blame them. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. you know, it, they see me as a as a serious player in flight the, risk. Like, yeah, and, and that <laughs> strong possibility that if I did get bail, I'd be gone. So I do understand that. in hindsight. Yeah, yeah, we're perspective and time. You know, yeah, yeah, no, we'll at the time, you are like, ready yeah. that, yeah. I promise I won't run. I swear. Put on a pair of the Nasics. I promise I won't run. Someone book them selling tickets. I promise you can have the passport, but it's six brothers that look like me. So who's getting there? So no, but like, I remember that. So so in hindsight, as you said, you can look back and you can be sort of reflective and sort of see these things. From yeah, what you are. Yeah. But at the time, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I was sort of like, get the f- get me the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you need Reality re- starts setting yeah. in, yeah. But I remember my children coming to see me and remember the look in their eyes and like, like I wanted to, I, I, I seriously wanted to go up and strangle one of the guards because I was saying, you are keeping me from my kids. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I remember looking at my kids and I said to my ex-wife at the time, I said, well, look, don't bring them up anymore. Yeah. I said, I don't want to see them. Too said, difficult. Because it hurted me more yeah, than yeah. Yeah. But I could see the fear in my kids' eyes. Yeah. And it's only afterwards. And I spoke to my children since, and like they only did come up to visit me the once. Yeah. And he said to me, it was a horrendous, yeah. like it was horrible for them coming in the yeah. way they treated and all that's that. A, yeah, yeah. And that's what really gets to me is that like families mm. are ones who are affected the by the prison, mm. yeah. not the prisoner. Yeah, yeah, of course. I yeah. mean, like, and it's how like other human beings treat families coming in, and yeah. I get like how, how 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 like that those families coming in and are forced to bring in drugs and all that type of stuff, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're bringing in and passing in drugs. I get that, I understand that, but it doesn't mean that yeah, they have to be treated in such a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, That's there is ways around. It was it's mad, it was madness for me. So yeah. uh, like in that context, absolutely, yeah. I, I, I like it really really affected me. But did it change how I was going to do my jail? No, I was still I was using drugs at the time. I was yeah. still an addict. And I remained an addict. Yeah, yeah. Through most of my sentence. Because it's the only way I could actually do it. Through a day. Yeah, well, sometimes it was like sort of nice, nice to lock your door because you're in this mad like. Six uh, by six, is it? Well, it's, it's a six by 12, but like, or 10, but you're, like, it's not the cell. The cell is great. It's out there. When you walk yeah. out onto a landing and there's 200 men and they're all either withdrawn from drugs <coughs> or they're looking for drugs or, yeah. you know, or some of them have serious mental health issues oh, yeah. and just going yeah. out and stabbing people in the eyes. Yeah. And the oh. murders and all happening in, in front of me. In, in over the probably nothing. Over absolute friends killing each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Friends it's killing mental. each other. Or over stabbing like, authority as well. Like, like fellas getting their face cut off. I remember some a young fellas and there was a, a black guy in there and he was at the, hitting his partner with a hammer or something like that and, and, and he was walking around like, and the, the guys attacked him and I remember one of the lads jumping on his head and his head was squashing I was looking Fuck at his, I was actually looking at his head squashing and the guy was up mid-air at the time right? he was coming back down again on his head and I caught him in mid-air and pulled him off him and, I, and he's got me oh, oh, what the fuck are you doing and I said look you're on camera that cunt's gonna die Yeah. and it was only when I said that to him because there was cameras on the, the, the broadcast yeah. at the Mount Joy at the yeah. time he hadn't got them at the that. and I said to him they're going to do a <coughs> Bill Nell play. 
Yeah. And he's gone to me. Oh, I never even thought. Don't of even think about it. Yeah. So like he like that young fella didn't know this guy from Adam jumped in and in in from because other people were like this guy got it's stabbed. The kind in the of eye. mob mentality. Yeah, yeah. This guy yeah. got stabbed in the eye by a, with a screwdriver. Yeah. This black guy. Oh, like, yeah. Prior oh, to this, like as he was going through a group, he got stabbed in the eye. He was stabbed in the back. He got knocked out, and then he just absolutely yeah yeah lettered him over. And and uh, like oh yeah, at the time I'm looking at him, and this kid was only. 19 or 20 years of age whole life in front of him yeah. and I was just lucky that I, was, I just caught him now well, he probably wouldn't have killed him but there was a chance that there he was could. a definite yeah, probability and, and, and the kid <laughs> didn't even realise what he was doing if you're jumping no. on someone's head there's a high oh. probability you're going to kill them you know what I mean like, so the, and, and that was just one incident that yeah. would happen and, and then you're living with this I mean mm. this this becomes sort of Normal. nature for you well, have, you have to, you have to. You're kind of desensitised to it then yeah, in yeah, a way because it's happening all the time. It's, like, it's a natural, I mean, like, like, yeah. like we, we had a, like, I remember like, there was a, an incident where people were getting caught up on the, on the, uh, out on visits. So you'd be out on your visit and you'd be leaning over there, you'd be talking to your partner and someone come behind you with two blades and just take your face off. Fucking hell. So oh, why would they do that? Just, just because someone wanted them, like they were in a different gang, or someone wanted them done, yeah, and all right, that type of stuff. So, you, like, and this is the prison life. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So, like, it's such a mad culture as well. Like, it's all you, about power, yeah. and like, but can you imagine being there? <coughs> and how fearful that is! For you that every second you have to be on your on game. Yeah. You have to be on your game. As soon as you walk out on that balcony, it's like it's game <laughs> yeah, on. Now. Welcome yeah, to yeah. the jungle. Like, yeah. I'm here for me. And I don't think I could do prison. No way. No, not at all. Like, <laughs> I, don't know what you're I, like I wouldn't be able to fucking do it either. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that! Like crazy to even think of it. Like it is just mad. The whole it's very primitive. Like do you know what I mean? And it's just it's, oh, it's just <laughs> kill it, or be kill, basically. Literally, yeah, like yeah. you know. So I can't but, like. But it's, so, it's got to do with the conditions that we live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. It's yeah. got to do with like how everyone's trying to fight. How, to be yeah, how how we're perceived. And, mm. Like and like you know because when like during my prison years then I got into a thing called Alternatives to Violence Project, and like you could I could sit with some of the top men in there and say to them, listen, in, in relation to that, listen, can we? Call a truce on cutting each other out, out, out in the in the, the visiting box. Now, and the, the, the prison officers would know this, or the prison staff would know this. This would be an agreement between us. Yeah, yeah. And, saw, and, the, yeah. and the guys would be going, "We bollocks, why bowsy?" And you'd be going, "Cause that could be you." Bro. No, no one to do that to me. But what if someone does it to someone beside you when your wife is there, or your kids are there, yeah, and exactly. they see this and yeah. they think it can happen to you? How do you think they're going to feel? And when you explain things to people, they've gone. Oh, yeah. Fair enough, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, then we, we'll make sure it never happens on the visits again. But he's still getting carved up next week. <laughs> yeah. And you go, great, keep it inside. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Because, because, because well, all we wanted yeah. to do was try and stop it on the yeah, visits because, the it, was, visits, yeah, because yeah. it was affecting so many and it was affecting the children that were coming yeah, in to see it. Of course, it. Yeah, yeah. So, but, and, and this thing, you could do these things with. with the, the, the people themselves because yeah. we're all not at the end of the day we're all human we're yeah all of course like, yeah. but the prison officers never seen this and like I was still one of these guys that oh see him he's mm. a fuck he fucking he's he's the one who's running the half days prisons here yeah, and that yeah. was the mentality of them do you think that yeah. I'm causing all this right but it wasn't mm. that wasn't the reality yeah. the reality was that okay you had to say but you only had to say because you are honest with the people that you're working with and you're saying let's work it out between the two and that's what yeah. I do today yeah. That's part of what I do today. As I walk with yeah. people and sort of say, well, how do we resolve these issues? Yeah. And how was it getting over the whole, like, because obviously the prisons, 
there are drugs like that still yeah. run through mm. like we were in prison there was more drugs in the prison than there was outside <laughs> of, yeah. you often be to, to be sort of like droughts yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and we'd be sending pr- drugs out to people outside we'd be going out to visit <laughs> giving their people people drugs <laughs> oh you wanted that didn't you there yeah, you go like, no he's six <laughs> so throwing them back over the fence yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, like it wasn't as big, okay so it wasn't as bad as that but, but there was times when <laughs> like, we, you. like you know there'd yeah. be nothing around and we'd have stuff yeah, you know, yeah because yeah. you'd be getting in parcels yeah. and and like when did it come like obviously I done twelve what was it twelve? I got seven in seven in so two suspended, so I done fifteen off. Right. Wow. So how, when what at what point was it where you were like, right, I'm getting off this now because it's just not worth it anymore? I suppose I was about eight or nine years into the into my sentence. No, yeah, about nine years into my sentence and I got it I I was I was actually stoned one night. And um I, I got a phone call. I'd be, we're not supposed to have phones. <laughs> I've had a few of those oh. phone calls. <laughs> you, you, you've got a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was on. I got a phone call from me ex mother in law. Right. Um, and uh, the, 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 she uh, she's dead now. A lovely woman. I loved her. I loved her really dearly, and we had a really good relationship with each other. And, and um, she rang me one day. I never forget. And it was was it was one of those sort of paradigm shifts yeah. sort of like Sliding it was a road to Damascus moment I always yeah, describe yeah, yeah. as so here I am I'm in a prison cell I'm stoned right phone rings it's me mother-in-law I'm having a conversation with her and she's talking to me about how good of a guy I am and she's saying to me look you know I wish you were off the drugs you know what I mean you're, you're such a lovely man yeah. and on me radio comes the Beatles when I find myself in times Jesus. of trouble, Mother Mary <laughs> comforts me, mm. speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Her name is Mary. Ah, there you go. So I'm sitting down and going, I'm listening to people Mother saying. Mary comes with me. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, it's like, whether it was stoned or whether it was a road to Damascus moment, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a light bulb changed in yeah. my head. You're seeing, you're seeing I, I, that. Like, like, for the first time in my life, I sort of thought to myself, I'm not really such a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, if, if I can break this addiction that I have, Maybe there's something there for me. Some reconciliation, yeah. or and 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 so redemption. Yeah, yeah. And, and like because I never ever ever I don't think I've ever ever done a bad thing or I've yeah. made a bad mistake in my life. Fair, yeah. I think society have said you've made loads of bad mistakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Personally speaking, I don't think I've ever made a bad mistake because I'm sitting here today still alive. Yeah, of course. I'm yeah. sixty years of age. Mm. I came from fighting the mansions where it was we'd fuck all. Mm. I got through life through thick and thin, through yeah. all sorts of <laughs> adversities. And today I sit here as a 60-year-old man, highly educated today, and in a space that I've never, ever thought I could be. In a much, much better space than I ever thought I could be. And for me then, I have to look back on my journey and say, what about the mistakes you made? Because I'm in a a 12-step program as well, so what about the mistakes you made? And I genuinely and honestly believe I didn't make bad ones. And I genuinely and honestly believe that if we had a society that was more compassionate, yeah. I wouldn't have ended up doing 15 years, 17 years in prison. Yeah, definitely. Now, whether that would have benefited me or changed me, or would I, but I believe that if the society had been open to have discussions about how we deal with the structures that we're living in at the moment and how we sort of look after people less well-off than us, yeah. Yeah. then I don't think we any of us would, would be any needs for prisons. I think like, you know, and that's the crux like when when we talk about giving paying sixty eight thousand pounds a year to keep me incarcerated, mm. 
right? If if I was earning sixty eight thousand pound a year, what paying tax out of that, yeah. I wouldn't fucking be in prison. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I wouldn't <laughs> like, if I were getting a wage like sixty eight thousand pound a week, a lot, and paying tax on that sixty eight thousand, I wouldn't fucking go to prison. 100%. <laughs> Nobody, no. anybody that's in prison wouldn't be going to prison either. And, and the kids who are talking about who are selling drugs on the corner, we spoke about earlier, saying, okay, here's a kid, and he gets he buys a nine bar, and he has to cut that down the thing, and. He wouldn't be in prison if he was getting a decent wage. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so like you know, you sort of sit there and go, like, what the fuck? What is happening here? <coughs> yeah. yeah, and we've had this blueprint for so long. As why hasn't there been any reform, and why hasn't there been any change in it? Because <coughs> there's too much profit yeah. outside of actually helping people. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And that's the sad reality of it, you know. And you see, as you said, like. There's, I, there's some kids have like Snapchats and all where they're just selling weed and selling coke. That's, and but yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the way it's that's been the sold. Today. Like, yeah. That's the way it's been sold. Yeah. Today. Kids don't stand on the corner anymore. No. They, they can they, sit they in their bedroom and do it. Yeah, yeah, and it's all done online. Mm. I mean, <laughs> they're paying with Revolut. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're six the euro over that. Drug dealers are going, Revolut me that money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, they don't even have to hold cash anymore. Yeah. It's Revolut me that money. That's how they're doing it. But like, that's still dangerous. That's really dangerous because it's all computerised. Yeah, and, yeah. and you're showing it going to people. You're, you're seeing them transactions. Yeah, like. the police could be just like pull all and their records it and, yeah, be like, and it makes it so easy. Well, why did you get 250 euro on Saturday morning? Saying with snow emojis, a <laughs> <laughs> little trees, yeah. plants on it. Yeah. <laughs> nice one for that, bro. Yeah. Snowflake. <laughs> we had a great night, pal. Appreciate it. <laughs> James, that stuff is late. <laughs> yeah, no, no and, but that's that's the reality of things. Yeah, you know, and and, and like and, and and what and parents are giving their kids. Yeah, like here's a revolution card. I mean, and I think also it is down to parents as well when it comes to drugs and drug addiction is as you said earlier they shame the kids into instead of asking them what's going on because i know myself and my ma like when i was younger done a few bits here and there like yeah. going out and stuff and my ma just asked me open and honestly she was like look i know you're doing it so just tell me if you're doing it and look we can live a life together and there'll be two two reasons why we will never argue and she's like one you're not selling it and two no one comes knocking on the store looking for money yeah she's a man I, she says i can't stop you yeah and i was from that when i was younger and then when i went out in the back <coughs> of my head it was always don't do don't do anything to upset your man yeah don't have anybody <coughs> that whereas day. if she had said to me mm. get the fuck out of this house you're yeah. not welcome here you probably would have trauma might have came up like fuck all yous and all and went out and went i went down and hard on it do, do you know there's, there's what, what you're describing there is that you had guilt you hadn't got shame yeah you'd, you'd have guilt if you sort of done something on the person and you sort of think oh i shouldn't yeah, have done yeah. that. whereas shame is completely different yeah. shame is that i'm a bad person and i can't do anything wrong yeah. and when we shame people that's where they go when we shame yeah. like, and, and and that's something that like we, it's a simple sort of theory but when you actually look at it yeah. if i shame someone what i'm saying to them is you're no good you're worthless you're worthless and you'll yeah. never get anywhere yeah. so so the, the, the mentality of that is like okay you know then, then I might as well do what I want. Doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Whereas if I'm, if, you're, if I'm feeling guilty about something, it's sort of like, I, I cared about you. Yeah, you yeah. Know, there's remorse. Really like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cared about you. I, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm worried about you. Yeah, of course. And then I, then if I start feeling guilty about, it, okay, then I don't want to hurt because I value me relationship. Exactly. With yeah, yeah. I value relationship with my family. Yeah. That's a, a completely different, and that's something that we don't teach parents. And yeah, that's mm. what I was gonna come back to. Was like obviously Lily's what eighteen months now, so a long time until she, hopefully a long time until she ever kind of comes into contact with that. But it will be a conversation of safety and 
make sure you're doing it correctly and you're not doing you're not going on that this or that and it's going to be a hard conversation obviously but i think telling the truth and being open and honest about things it's like why i didn't get a christened because i'm not a man of religion so but she grows up and she's like oh i want to be muslim right if you want to learn the sharia law and go go and do that that's once you, you yeah know that's on you've made a conscious decision yourself yeah, of course and it's that like i don't want her coming home and being like oh i better not like i'll yeah. go, go straight up to bed or I don't want to think, and oh, I can't go home because my dad's gonna be and butcher me for being drinking or doing coke or doing this or doing that. I'd rather I come home safe and she gets into bed. Of course. And I know if I hear her getting sick, I'm there to help her. Yeah, of course. And then obviously, if I if you see it being a, like a, an addiction or she maybe I catch her doing it on a Wednesday morning, then I intervene. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, of course. But that's the thing, and I think it does kind of depend on the parent as well when it comes to people and their traumas yeah like it's obviously stems from somewhere and it's the people that aren't there and that should help you through it rather than as you said shame yeah people into like, it you know and like, and like sorry like <coughs> and as a parent like, you know like you know like we, we've gone through so many transitions as, as parents and we've gone through d- different ways of how do we deal with young people and all that and like my parents would have gro- grown up on how, how it was was by this carrot and stick yeah. So like, if you done something wrong, you got a good clattering. Yeah, if you yeah. done something right, you got a present. Right. Right. And 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 we we've sort of gone through it, it, the next generation. So that's why we were beaten. Like like it wasn't just a clatter, but you got battered. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And this idea of like, you know, um, we're in a, in a world now where we don't touch our kids, and I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. We never learned how do we deal with that. Yeah. As parents, so so when I got to my children. And my learning what my parents was, if he does something wrong, slap him, yeah. put him to bed, don't give him any supper. Mm. So when I go to my parents then for advice then, and I can't do that, my parents are saying to me, just slap him. So that, that leaves a gap for me. How do I learn about this? Yeah, and I'm yeah. too proud to go to someone and say to them, how do you teach me what to yeah, do? So so I'm, I'm winging it. Yeah, I'm winging on hat, and I, I go back to default all the time. So it has to be a little slap on the arse, and then I'm feeling <laughs> guilty, and then I'm sort of overextending yeah, myself yeah, yeah. because oh, if anybody finds yeah, out yeah. I slapped them, I'm in yeah. trouble. Yeah. All that type of stuff. So then now we're in the next generation after mm. that. So what 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 still like Ryan comes to me now and he starts saying like, what yeah. do I do that? Yeah, and and what evidence? What can I give him? Yeah, now. There's a difference with me now because I've learned a lot about myself and I learned how to do things. I'm already talking about having them honest conversations. But even for Ryan there, and he's talking about difficult him having a, a, an honest conversation with a child that he fucking adores and loves. Yeah, of course, yeah. So like, how is that? Like, we're in a society now where there's a huge uh, empathy deficit. Like, where we're, we're afraid to actually talk to our children who we fucking adore mm. and sort of, in case we're saying the wrong thing, in case yeah. politically correct we're saying the wrong thing. Yeah, that, that's madness. Yeah, it is madness. Absolute madness. Mm. You know, and, and like, you know, so so these are things that, like, are so obvious that common sense, but common sense is not so common. So, like, even those conversations for a, for a, for a person to have in, 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 in a society like we have today, it's difficult. Yeah, of course. It's difficult. And, and what are we doing about it? Mm. Like, like what, what, like we, we've gone to a stage now as a, as a society where there was a time when we had one parent could go out, enough money from him or her, whoever the, the biggest breadwinner was, to come back and keep a home over their heads. Yeah. Now where two parents have to go out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we have this now, and who's rearing their children? Crashes. Crashes and schools. Mm. So who, what's happening in schools today? Mm. They're getting schools. Well, we're getting woke. 
We're getting all these yeah. things. We're getting told our kids are getting told taught stuff that we don't. Ryan's saying that. Well, I don't want to teach my child about religion. What's our child going to learn? He's going to learn religion. In school, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so like you know, so so as a society, why haven't we slowed down and asked these questions? Why That's are right. we still in this place where we're trying to get to a point all the time of I need to have more and I need to have more? Like what what is what is it we want yeah. as a society? What's important to us? For me, my importance is my family today. Mm. Yeah. I fucked up when I was younger by yeah. being an addict and missing out on all the stuff that happened to me. Yeah. Today I have beautiful grandchildren and at five o'clock I have a really good job, five o'clock I come home, my phone gets knocked off and my whole weekend is dedicated to my grandchildren. Anyone's, any ones that have come to me yep. that I still have access to, it, I'll take them and I'll, yeah. I'll be doing how to swim and I spend as much time as I can with them. Brilliant. Because I believe that I fucked up with my yeah, children. Cause yeah, because I was going to ask you, like, obviously I see how loving you are towards all your grandkids. Is that because you've obviously it is now that you've said it because you've missed out on so much when you were it's 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 because of a lot of things you're trying no, to catch up maybe it's, or it's because I've discovered that the most important thing in life is loving the people that you love yeah and showing them and expressing that to them on a daily basis yeah yeah that's the most important thing in life There's, like everything else is it's, everything it's comes just, and goes it's exterior absolutely like, like what one I thing wear. is forever is family like, yeah do you know yeah. what I mean that's your lineage and, 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 and sometimes I mean? in relation sometimes yeah. in family like the worst people in the world can be in your family as well of course like, yeah, like yeah. you know like the family is not always made up but it's it's how you react yeah so that's 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 the learning I've had is how I react to situations and in any given time you can fall out I can fall out with my son mm. and I can have a big argument with him but I love him enough to come back and apologise yeah. yeah and and, and we're missing that yeah, we're missing that as a society. We're missing the ability to come back and sort of say to each other, "Look, I fucked up." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. And if we fucked up, you know, can you forgive me? And if you can forgive me, I'm not going to make the same mistake. So, so for me, like, and 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 to be honest with you, the pleasure and the enjoyment I get out of seeing me kids and and getting the love back off because it's reciprocal. Oh yeah. Like, like I don't do everything and the kids do nothing and I, I spoil them. I mean, yeah. We have fun together. You know, and for me, that's really, really important. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, and, and, and it's it's a gift. You know, that's what, what I mean? it's all really about. Is, at the end of the day, like. yeah. I mean, like you know, none of us are millionaires, so yeah. we can't. So for me, it's not about presence. P r e s e n t s. It's about presence. Yeah. Fair. So it's being there. Yeah, that's a great yeah. one. That's it it is. It's about being there. Think you about know, the name of the episode. <laughs> Every time I, I'm listening to you talk here, and I'm literally like, there's so many little bits and bobs I was like taking out of everything. And yeah, like, yeah. That could be the episode title. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like, but no, but that one there was was yeah. pretty good. So yeah, you got clean and all in the joy, and you yeah. turned yourself around, gone was, to college, it, and yeah, it was strange because my brother, like, uh, my brother, me and my brother laugh about this all the time. I gave my brother his first joint, right, <laughs> and he was probably 13 or 14 and he used to clean out my car at the time and I'd be always rolling joints in the car and be lumps of hash falling on the ground and I'd say to him clean the car and he loved doing that I'd give him a few bob and he'd find it he always found a bit of hash so we gave him his first joint he always says this to me and he brought me to my first meeting so I, right, I was, yeah. and 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 this is how I love about like yeah. how, how the universe works, yeah, the yeah. full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, how yeah. I love about it. Like so, so I, I, and I'll never forget. I was that day making the decision to get clean. I was trying to get over. I, so I got over to the training unit, which is the thing, and they still they still weren't releasing me. I like the, the so they put the foot down. Like yeah, look, if, if <laughs> oh, I'm honest, no. if I'm honest, like I, like I would have challenged <coughs> everything that they'd done in the courts. Of course, in, in, so, in yeah. the prison system. So I, did, yeah. I did, like like I. 
every I knew every prison rule. I could go up to the governors and I had all sorts of things with them. And like I fought for my rights. Your rights are abrogated when you go to prison. Yeah. So so you're limited to what you can do. Of course. But I pushed for every right that I was entitled <laughs> to. And like I took to the court over my right to education, all that type of stuff, the right to smoke. When the smoking ban came out because we were arguing, I was arguing that my cell was my home and I had the right to smoke and that and in the, even in the prison <laughs> itself, I classed that as my home as well because yeah. I you know so and we won them. And Fair play. We, when we were in the block, I won the, the rights to do that, and I won the, won the right to education. You're probably like the Lord. Do, yeah, but the, I was just going to say, does that get you a bit more cred on the block? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, and in some way it did because, yeah. like, you know, you, when you're challenging the system and you're winning, they're like, like everybody else are going to like, like the young song hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big boss man next door smoking was like, I won't thank Jim for this. But reality was as well in there, like, you like 90% of people couldn't read and write. So, like, I'd have written a lot of half sheets for them and applications and stuff that they wouldn't have got. Yeah, stuff that he would out. So, so like I, I'd have done a lot for, for prisoners in there, and, yeah. and so they all knew me as that. You know what I mean as well. So, and I, I always challenged the system, and they knew it. And oh, the fact play. that we, the fact that we won smokes in the block, because what had happened was, <laughs> if you got two months in the block, which is punishment, so you'd be taken out of your cell, you'd be sent down to Cork or down to Midlands, and you'd be put in the in the block, and in the block you're locked up for twenty three hours, and you weren't allowed to smoke. So if you're a smoker. Was fucking horrendous. Say yeah. so, yeah. You know, and, and what we used Jones. to do, <laughs> yeah. no, what we used to do was we 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 be saying we pains in our teeth and we getting prisoners through the, through the gravestone to hide dust and things in, yeah. in toilets and all that, and we'd be going over to the main jail and then be running away from the screws, running into the toilets, getting the stuff, plugging it, getting dragged back to the cells, we're having a cigarette. I used to used to leave to the Bible to smoke. Stop. I've read the Bible. Yeah. I've read the Bible. I've read the Quran. I've read, read it, it from front to back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and like I always found it was really easy because a bit of milk then you use it on the le- down the length and that that stick and hold a fire. So you stop. <laughs> so these are all these tricks. are tricks to try. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your skins. <laughs> Leviticus well, yeah, chapter one <laughs> needs most when the devil was. <laughs> so uh, so yes, yeah, so we smoked the Bible, smoked Revelations a couple yeah. of times. <laughs> And I'm sure he, he forgives me for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so when we won that, then we didn't have to use the Bible. Fair. So, right. so yeah. Was there a Bible in every cell? No, no, but you could get it. Oh, like, right, you know, right. You right. You and it was always the best yeah. paper. Because it was the lightest paper. <laughs> the lightest paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snoop Dogg said that as well. Yeah, it's like yeah. the best paper in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smoking a few verses, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Revelations, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, like, yeah, so that that would have been where I was in in, in relation. So, it would have been a sort of a, a, like, almost a thorn in the side of the prison. So, yeah, yeah and, and uh, in, that, in that context. So, going back to me, brother coming in to visit me, he came to visit me. i never forget he came to visit me. He had a lovely pair of Echo Runners for me. Nice. And um, he came in to visit me, and he was all tanned, and he's a handsome-looking fucker, like handsome George. He's, 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 yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he, he's a handsome-looking man, right? And like he came in, yeah, yeah, he won, he won, he those won handsome, the most handsome man. Yeah. Did he? Three times, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's his claim to fame. So, um, <laughs> so uh, he's probably you owe me a few quid now for this. Year, this. <laughs> <laughs> married now, so he's he's over, he's over. Um, but um, it started getting back to the story. So he came in to visit me. And he had these shoes for me, and I looked like um, someone who dragged through a hedge backwards. Um, my hair was completely grey at this stage; it was all sticking out. I was thought I lose, thought I lose, and all my body mass and my thing. I was like a like a uh, pull through for a pipe cleaner. Yeah. So um, so he looks at me and he's gone. Are you ready to come in? You know what I mean? And I've gone and, he, and he's telling me about this program he's in. If he's an AA, you know what I mean? So he's telling me about this program. So. I've gone right okay I'll give it a fuck I'll give it a try now at this yep. stage I'll try Ant now at yeah, this stage yeah. and that's what I did I started going to NA meetings Brilliant. 
and um, I, I, that, my journey's been now I'm 13 years clean now this year um, well I was 13 years clean actually in November oh, fair play so um, or December something like that I don't keep my dates <laughs> um, and that journey has been completed so I got out then that in, in 2011 and um, I'd done a, an access course into um, university and then I set the LLB so I'd done a degree in law so um <laughs> it's really, really funny because I'm, I'm in my second or third year. <coughs> I'm trying to avoid people knowing the who I am. So I'm, yeah. I, 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 I shared it with two, three people that I was sort of studying with. So my study buddies, we sat down and I sort of said, "Look, I have to be straight," which is, and I told him my story, and I said, "I'd, I'd respect if it didn't spread around." And he were, they, they've kept. Yeah, it. yeah, that's right. But I'm bleeding sitting in this. Is I mean, I'm in a lecture and I'm in, in one of the big theaters and like there's three classes of us there and. The barrister giving this lecture, and I'm sitting in the middle. And we, we used to sit up the front because we were old, we were the older ones, you know. They used to call us the nodders because we'd be sitting there, nodding there you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking that, the, you know. the rest of them are up the back smoking joints, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the boy, and everything. And the gas thing, the, the gas thing about the LLB is that, like, it's 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 the, the degree you take if you want to become a solicitor or a barrister. And yeah, a lot yeah. of the people who do it, the parents are usually solicitors or barristers, so yeah, like, yeah. we were sort of unusual yeah. in that, like, he was a drug dealer. He was another fella who had criminal convictions, and he was this fella who was a lovely young fella, but he was oh, in fucking trouble. And I don't know how yeah. we didn't get convicted. This fella was <laughs> a lovely fella, yeah. he was a fraudster. <laughs> and then a girl, a, a, a woman, who she was a, a, a lovely woman as well. I won't mention her names. So, so we're sitting in this lecture theatre, and were, this guy is giving a lecture. And I'm looking at him, and I'm going, That's a cunt that prosecuted me. <laughs> I was going to say, It was someone that fucking this stops me. I thought your case was going to come up on the board. I thought, oh, I was like, happened here. What happened in my case? Well, after after Big McFarland sort of brought it to the European courts, my case fell. And yeah, bad yeah. law then. So it was was never used. As Pushed it away to never come again. Yeah. But it's still in, it's still on the books. Yeah. So I'm sitting in here, I can't think of the guy's <laughs> name. And next of all, he, he's lecturing and he's lecturing in criminal law, he's lecturing and doing a lecture in criminal it. law. And he stops mid sentence and goes, Do I know you from somewhere? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I looked at him and he looked at me, he looked straight in yeah, the face. And I've gone to him, No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone, Oh, no, you just have one of them faces. Well, I needn't tell you the next day I was Googled and yeah. everybody on the campus knew I was. Because, like, when you Google my name, I come up in the first one or two Google. Yeah, things, yeah. And right. I charge with large amounts of heroin. The fucking, I've read the few <laughs> the so, articles, yeah. So, so, um, so they all Googled my name. And hell, like, because I remember my first year when I went in there, like, we were sort of there and they were all talking about hang the prisoners and like they were all sort of really like they were, these were all DPPs like yeah, you know, yeah. the director of the public they're, they're, everyone, they're going in to change the system yeah, like yeah. they're going to hammer all these fucking <laughs> drug dealers and murderers and rapists and all the people that all these bold people horrible people in the world yeah, yeah. and I'm sitting there and, and the first year I'll never forget it because we'd be having open debates and like I'd be sort of opening up the case saying well what if well, what if it was your brother and when, when you bring it to sort of to them and yeah. sort of say, like, how would this affect you? Kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Well, how would this affect you? If it was your brother that was involved yeah. in this? Would you have so much fire for empathy, them? or would you have sort yeah, of so much the, venom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we sort of we we sort of turned the classroom from ninety percent DPP into fifty percent <laughs> sort of criminal sort of um, DPP and, and um, fifty percent sort of. Um, ordinary solicitors who be defence solicitors. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was brilliant, and I was, I was loving this because I was <laughs> yeah. in the middle orchestrating it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the man on the block again. Yeah, but, uh, actually, it actually reminded me of being back in, in, the, in the prison again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, but, but, but that happened. Then we got this place. Then, but because I'd sort of opened up the space to sort of. 
people were more empathetic towards me. Yeah. So it didn't really affect me. Yeah. But I think, like, if you think about in your situation compared to the, all these younger kids coming in, the experience you have is something that they'll never, ever exp- like have, it, you like, know yeah. what I mean? So I think that works in your favour a little bit as well. Yeah, and like, but like, like that happened to me at, at an older age, and I had the same experience as them fourteen-year-olds. Because yeah. like, I, I genuinely believe, and what I've discovered for myself was that when I started taking alcohol and drugs at ten or twelve years of age, I stopped growing emotionally then. Yeah. So for yeah. the next twenty years into my thirties, I was still that thirteen or fourteen-year-old emotionally. Yeah in a man's body yeah. yeah and hadn't got the capacity to sort of have relationships with people from an, an, an emotional level and yeah there's, there's a reason why they call us boyfriends mm. you know when when we're in our early 18s 19s or 20s and then they call us partners when we reach 20 because like usually when we're in our early 20s we're still, we're still boys, boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course you know what i mean and and, and when you put that down to you're not even a boy anymore you're a child yeah. so so if you've been taking drugs and you've been drinking from the time and the, and this is what happens then and then when you get to a certain age and all these sort of responsibilities come on top of you as a man mm. and you're still a, ch- a man in the child's body or a child in a man's body mm. then then that becomes much much more overwhelming for yeah, you and, and and that hence then that that cycle of, of yeah. sort of I, I, well, how do I how do I manage these feelings how do yeah, I deal yeah. with this well what work it take loads of drugs yeah, exactly. you don't have to worry about it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> push it all out yeah, yeah. and then, then it's like see ya him, and then, you know what I mean and, and, and it's only then like and, and, and that's the that's the cycle and, and yeah. people don't see that cycle people yeah. just see this a, a, a self-centered cunt who want, just wants to take his drugs all the time yeah. Yeah. but they don't see the cycle of here's a young boy trying to in a man's body screaming for fucking help yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't know how to go true. about it yeah Drowning and I don't have a pair now like if I had a child that was in addiction now which I've had mm. and like you know now I know how to deal with him and yeah sort of, of course whore and go to them listen here's how we do it mm. and let me help you but 99% of parents out there today don't know how Having to do that yeah, yeah. yeah you don't I mean mm. like I mean it's absolutely fucking alien to them yep and and, and like it's it's about if, if people start to start stop take a deep breath and sort of say, okay, how do we deal with this? And that's when we talk about decriminalisation, having these awkward conversations with human beings and saying, like, yeah. how do we manage this? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, instead of sort of going, boom, we're not looking at it. I'll just yeah. head down. Yeah, yeah. let's go to jail. Yeah, let's go. That tells me always it doesn't exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to happen. It's not going to yeah. happen. It's never going to happen to me. And then, and then eventually, it's going to catch up. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've met lots of parents. I, I, I walked to Camino once, right? And I've met lots of parents, and, and they didn't always an addict or an ex-addict and I'm walking along and they're roaring and crying talking to me telling me I don't know how to deal with my son mm. what am I going to do these people have loads of money we sent it to the best psychologists I've sent it to the best I don't know what to do we're still taking drugs I say did you ever tell him you loved him yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're looking at you like no. what yeah, he's yeah. a junkie how can I love him oh but there, was, there is someone there that you have loved, so yeah. it's not gone. Like, yeah. So can you separate the behaviour from the person? Yeah. yeah. Like that's the four, and that's where compassion and empathy comes in. Yeah. And we've forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah. Fundamentals, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and that's what I think. Uh, what addiction is? It's two ignorant people refusing to come together and fix mm. the issue, but yeah. not knowing how to yeah. do it. Yeah. And not knowing like, how to do it. Like, yeah. And, and to throw that in on top of it, and then throw in the fact that like the person is taking drugs because he do, and hates himself yeah. for taking mm. it because he doesn't know why he's taking it because yeah. of maybe a trauma that happened to him. Yeah. Mm. And then taking drugs is also heightening the rage and the anger within yeah. yourself you know what I mean yeah, of course, like. and then you're going off and doing brash things that gets you in trouble 
and then you're like, oh, I'm trouble because of this and that. Coppers then don't give a bollocks about you. But you, you, you look at someone who takes, say, benzo with diazepine, so, so people who take tablets. Like, like, and it's a big problem now, and, and, and pharmaceuticals I'm, I've been making them for years and and, and, and are being prescribed to people that are taking different types of um, antipsychotic medicines. Half of them are going around don't even remember what they're doing. Yeah, they yeah, absolutely have no, yeah. have, have no memory of what they've done. Yeah. Like they're waking up in cells or they're waking up in houses covered in blood and they're saying like whose blood is this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and, and how did that happen to me? And then then they'll be in, you're, you're, you know you've actually murdered someone and you're, you're going to jail for that and they're going what about the pharmaceutical company who gave me this medicine yeah. and now I don't remember nothing about it? Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's no excuse in law. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Like yeah. Like then you must have f fucking misused your, your medication because yeah, a pharmaceutical yeah. company would never do that to you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like they you know, never like, do this. Don't think a pharmaceutical yeah. company would ever do anything wrong yeah, on you. Because did you see, actually, Ru Russell Brand came because he's been huge against the fight against pharmaceuticals and stuff and he's like, how can a pharmaceutical company profit <coughs> from a pandemic? Hmm? Like, how has their medicine made them billions and billions and what have, what has the world got from it? Yeah. Fuck all, like... Exactly, like Bill Gates. Why, why, why is that? Why is the uh, war industry profiting from a war in Ukraine? Exactly, why, like you know what I mean. Like, why are banks profiting from, or why are energy companies profiting from uh, energy crisis? Because blow, blow up the fucking pipeline. All these, all these, pro, all these yeah. businesses are profiting off the damage. It's all of, an agenda. The damage though, of the you people. Know I mean? You know what yeah, I mean? Of course, like. like but people don't want to see that and talk the problem about. is the problem is is that like we, we, we as human beings is we have something on the micro scale that mm. we can deal with and actually deal with and, and sort of do properly and feel we can deal with but what happens is then we push it to the macro and then yeah the maximum scale so the, so instead of it just being a drug problem mm. actually this is a world problem with you know wars and that's what caused and it's it's because of this agenda and because of that <laughs> yeah. agenda yeah. this is what's happening to everything when it's it, when it scales down to when, when you scale it down to like and, and it's like there's an elephant in the room how do we eat the elephant one fucking bite at a time yeah yeah <laughs> that's the only way to eat the elephant yeah. otherwise we're going to choke so yeah. when we get an issue and whatever the issue is, let's deal with that issue yeah. to the best of our ability and put money into that yeah. instead of taking money over. Yeah, yeah, and and like, let's see if, uh, let's have a, a look at, let's try it. I mean, here, we're, we're, in a, we're in a beautiful position as, mm. a, as a country, right? We've got really good workforce, intelligent young people, really good educated uh, young people in the country. We're a small island. There'll be no problem running a pilot project on this whole country around. Let's see how it works. Yeah. Let's sit down and let's see. Let's legalize it in this country only, and let's be really careful about how we do it. And let's look at all the evidence, and let's be honest about how the evidence is going, and let's trial it for five years to see yeah, how it goes. Yeah. Let's tell it if the, the money that we're making, if we legalize the drugs, let's tax it, let's le and let's regulate it, and then let's look how it works. Mm. And after five years. We'll have learned what it's like. Mm. Can we change the law? A fucking course we can. Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't work out, then let's say that was absolutely the wrong thing to do. We yeah. tried it. Do we try it? Here's the evidence for it. Mm. It's all there in front of you. Here you are. Here's the peer learning. Here's everything about it. Here's how it worked. Or here's how it didn't work. Yeah. Brilliant. Why not? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then like if it works, then here's a great model. Yeah. Hand it over world, to the yeah. next country. Hand it over to the next country. Hand it over to the I next know country. in Colorado they actually legalized weed and they made for medicinal so purposes. Yeah, for yeah. medicinal purposes. And they made so much money from the tax off the weed mm. that they were able to give people tax back, like money back. And, and, and not only that, he could, he could build up that treatment center yeah. for people who are suffering from psychosis yeah. or he could actually 
So, so yeah. the whole idea is you, you, you invest into it and then the profits from it goes back to heal everybody. And then from education, if I'm going into the schools, or I'm able to have a really good conversation with my children, like you, and I'm yeah. talking to you and saying, here's the fucking damages. Yeah. Let's really look at what that looks like. Let's educate our kids from a young age and say, if you inject into your body, here's what happens to you, here's the problems, here's how your teeth fall out, here's the psychosis. We have it all there. It's all in front of you. Let's learn about it. Yeah. And then the choice is yours. Mm. Yeah. And if you but want to do it, at least we're going to... I feel like it. with that with kids, it's a, it's a bit scaremongering as well because kids still don't really realise if they are going through trauma or not. I believe... That's a really valid point. I think it's... You yeah, get a bit older and you start... But yeah, kind of building yeah, yeah, yeah education systems across the world are saying it's okay for them to, to be gender fluid. Yeah. That's it, like, as well. Well, that's... So, like, you know, we, we have to... Like, and, uh, it's a bugbear I've always had about people, like, and this idea of children should be seen in my head. I believe children are really, really sort of... Um, resilient, yeah. But I think it's how we how we speak to them, yeah. and what we say to them, and what we and what we educate them around. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, like not. Like, I mean, like, that they, like, they can talk, but it's I know as a kid when I if I was going through something, I was wouldn't have been able to talk about it because I was still trying to figure it out in you're my own to process head. it in your yeah. own you know head, I mean? of course. Like, whereas I think I, I think it's kind of the younger teens. I think, but they, that's who we talk about yeah. when, they, so when they talk about kids. I don't mean five, Sorry, six, yeah, seven year olds. I, just, I mean like yeah. someone who has the capacity of emotional intelligence, who's emotional yeah, intelligence yeah, is being yeah, brought to, sense, to yeah. a point where they can sort of make a decision. Yeah, like even if it's a fourteen or fifteen or sixteen that we're having really really good discussions around that with that age cohort, yeah. because we're not. I'm not worried about a six-year-old having a torn on yeah. or an eight-year-old having a torn on. Yeah, that, yeah. that would enter my head. Not that there isn't kids 10 or 11 or 12 that, that are, are darn, yeah, around darn, that, yeah. yeah. And, and are doing stuff like that and we were seeing that in, like, in, in yeah. parts of Dublin where the, the smaller kids are being used to run around as clockers. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I get that. But they're a very, very small minority. Yeah. So, but like with the rest of the world, with the rest of our, our children, why not? And you're right, teens. Yeah. But, 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 but doing something like this that's where all the education comes from. Let's trial it. Let's see yeah, what yeah. age do they have to be in yeah. order. And there's plenty of science around it yeah. to say, like, what age is it the right age for a person to be sort of informed about stuff? Like, it, like a 16 year old in America can drive a car, but he can't vote. He yeah. can't drink until he's <laughs> 21. Drink till he's 21 <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, but, to, and, buy and what's tickets. the evidence around that? Yeah. yeah. Like, is there evidence? I mean, in some cultures, 12 year olds can get married. Or here that's seen as paedophilia, but in yeah. other cultures it's normal, it's natural. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's the age of consent? Mm. The age of consent has fluctuated. Like, if you look at our laws for like sexual conduct between teenagers, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, honest. like a man can't get a woman, a girl can't get charged for giving head, but a man can be charged for receiving head. <laughs> I mean, but 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 these are yeah. like like you know these are all the, the, the different laws and and you're sort of saying something. Like, Hang on a second, like what the yeah. fuck? Who came up with these ideas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, where, 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 where's the logic in this? Yeah, yeah. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna start doing things, let's do best best practice. Let's yeah. Like we're not idiots. But you'd wonder is it like there's three of us sitting here around a few mics talking about it? Is this happening at a government level? Like you know, I mean, I know Senator Lynn Rand is obviously doing great things and. But like, her, like it's, it's even restrictive of what she can but do. She I mean, can like, only do like, so much. Like yeah. If you're talking like if you're like the spent convictions bill, the spent convictions bill is like this. If you've been in trouble before and you have one conviction that that conviction was had in the district court, then we can spend that conviction and then it's ripped, ripped, written off your ticket. Yeah, so, yeah. So let me give you an example. So you've been in trouble, right? You're arrested in your car. You get done for tax and insurance. You get done for no driver's license. You get done for speeding, and you get done for something else. That's four convictions. <coughs> They'll spend one of them. Do the three are still in your account? Yeah. It's the same offence. So if you're caught twice in the one week driving the same car, 
then your spent convictions bill doesn't it, it, it makes no difference for you so so you're always going to be and if, if you're going for it if I go for insurance today I pay a premium because I'm a, an ex-convict yeah. yeah, like, 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 <laughs> I have to, I have to go to my insurance company and say to me insurance. Declare it, like, I, 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 yeah. I've been, in, I've been in prison. I'm, a, I'm an ex-prisoner, and you go motor and offences. I go, no, no, nothing got to do with motor and offences. Yeah, what? Yeah. None of your business. What I thought. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you what it's, what yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have to tell you what it's about, of course. because it's nothing got to do with motor and mm. it's private. But I have to tell you that I'm of a con because if I crash and someone finds out and googles me, yeah. and goes, oh, he that was fucking in prison. Google again, <laughs> that fucking prisoner. <laughs> but, but, but my 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 insurance is void because I I, I failed to tell him that like and, yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to forget this shit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah I yeah. failed to tell them and then my insurance is void. So if I kill yeah, you, then I my insurance won't cover you. And then and, and then I feel even shittier then yeah, because yeah. I killed you in a car by accident. Yeah. But my now insurance doesn't even cover your family. Yeah, yeah. And 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 these are things. So uh, spend convictions bill. It's 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 something I'm really really happy for, it and it's mm. opened the door a crack. And yeah. I think it's about time that we sort of push that door back and say, okay, if someone has committed a crime and they've stayed out of trouble and they're doing the right thing for the next five years, whatever it is, or ten years. Whatever the time that he that he put a date on and say, okay, we're going to seal your seal your seal foil, seal foil, and people yeah. don't need to know. You don't yeah. need to go around all the time. My my sponsor said to me once, yeah, if you've got a pimple on your arse or a boil on your arse, right, <laughs> you don't have to go around and tell everybody about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But you do have to tell someone if you want to sit down and you need a soft seat. Right. So there right. is going to be times when you have to reveal yeah, who you are, sense, but you yeah. don't have to tell fucking everybody. Yeah, of course. Whereas, yeah, yeah. whereas I have to go down and tell everybody. Like I'm sitting here, and probably part of the reason why I'm sitting here is because I have a conviction yeah. and I'm an interesting story. Mm. But the reality is, I'm just an ordinary guy yeah. who has a different journey to other people. Yeah. And and and, and but like the 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 thing, the the good part about it is, I'm the guy who was the criminal who was seen as this fucking kingpin and all the stuff that goes with it mm. and I've torn my life around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's the interesting story but I'm still Joe, Joe Bloggs. I'm still, I'm still <laughs> yeah. the most uninteresting. Still the I still get up and go to work every day like every other Joe Blog. I still like at the end pissing shit like everybody else yeah, and yeah. sleep. Yeah. I still need me sleep. All the stuff everything in my life is normal again yeah. except for I have to keep telling people who I am yeah. because if I don't there's a consequence on me on and for product. me I find that really really unfair it is yeah. I find that really really unfair and see yeah. like that's the thing is and that's why like obviously growing up and you weren't around I did have a lot of like contempt for you or whatever but when I see when you got out and we start building up our relationship again to see the actual person that you are compared to the person who I taught you were mm. when I was a kid, I was like, I've nothing but respect, and that's why yeah. I was happy. Like, because a lot of people would ask me, "The hell's your relationship with your dad?" Like, because mm. I've, ne I've never been of like when I was growing up, I'd always tell people, oh, "Look, me dad was like." I think up. you were five when I went. Yeah, to yeah. I was me Debs when you got out as well. Then. Yeah, and that was a strange story yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's, like I'm going to tell you the story of his Debs because like what happened, <laughs> and this is true as I'm sitting here. What happened on the night of his Debs, week before his Debs. I, I'd been released from mm. prison um, and I got, I was supposed to finish, say, on the 1st of um, August 2012, 2011, yeah. sorry, 2011. That was my end date. My date was finished. All my days were done on the 1st of August. And I got out in, in, in April that year because I'd been fighting them about me right to reintegration because I'd been in for over 11, nearly 11 years and I hadn't got a day out. So when I went in, fight the mansions was still standing. There was no Lewis Lyons. Yeah. And when I came out, they were all it's like there. utopia. Yeah. yeah. So, so, <laughs> where, where, 
<laughs> the idea of being in prison is that you rehabilitate the person. Of course, yeah. And that was one of my things that I fought with the, with the state about what's my re what about rehabilitation. And I have lots of fights with, with, with managers and with, with governors and all over this because I believe that no matter what, you punish me, fine, that's grand. I, like, I'm in, I'm being punished, that's fine. But you have to give me the opportunity to rehabilitate. Yeah. I mean, like, there's no point in keeping a man in prison for that length of time and not giving him an opportunity to change. Mm. And I was doing my best to try and change. I, I done like when I was in there, open university degrees, I fucking uh, maths, engineering, social sciences. I done them all. You know what I mean? Just to keep my fucking brain occupied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Right. So, but like, and I started saying like, I need, to, and I was looking to do a law degree and all, and he wouldn't let me. So I'm in this space and I'm sort of saying, so I'm arguing with them about rehabilitation. So I threatened to take them to court and the, <laughs> the Friday, this is true as God, we were up in court, say the Friday the 15th, I think it was of April, I was due up on the 18th of April in the high courts to argue my case about being temporarily released for rehabilitation and about the programme that the Irish prison services were supposed to give me for rehabilitation. And that Friday, his, <laughs> My no, Debs. was his Debs, no, it wasn't. That Friday was um I was um I was released. The 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 governor came to me and said, Oh yeah, by the way, we're letting you out. Friday evening I got released that night and she said to me, You won't have to go to court on Monday and I said, Oh, who doesn't? Right? So <laughs> they released me that night with a plastic bag and a check. I got a check. I had to go over to a place in, in town to get a check. And my sister came over, collected me. That's all I had. Mm. Got over, got the check. About a couple of weeks. And I get it. His 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 thing was coming up in November. Was it October? I think so yeah, October and November. Right? So, this, so, <laughs> so this this is the situation. So I'm staying because I've got out of prison. I'm staying in my brother's house, and I get a knock on the door by my neighbour, and they're saying the police have to be at the door looking for you. For fuck's sake! Right. Oh, this, is, this is this is the week before his yeah, debts, yeah, yeah. right? So he goes and he says to me, "What the fuck?" So he rings them up and he said, "No, look at we're looking for you to find out the the prison is looking for you, right?" So he goes, what's this about? Because I'd stopped signing on at this stage. I stopped signing on on the 1st of August. I'd, I'd informed the prison. I said, that's my finished date. I'm not signing on anymore after the 1st of August. I'm going on holidays. This is what it was. I'm going on holidays for two weeks. And I'm not signing on. Contact me, solicitor. And I said, I said. And I went away for two weeks. Fair. So when I came back, there was a policeman at the being at my brother's door looking for me. Told me to go to the prison. He's making his... his, 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 his Debs, doing yeah. his devs that weekend, the following weekend. So I go to the prison gets to the prison door and you go can you step in or he walks in he's gone well hold it in here you always two weeks because of last remission that you lost in 2006 you never done your two <laughs> weeks remission right yeah after they won seven years <laughs> yeah, like, I not chop that. so I've gone to them I've gone there's a mistake and it has gone, to be there's no mistake he said you were done for the P19 and you were given um, a sentence and part of that you lost two weeks remission so you owe us two weeks so we're taking it back in <laughs> this the, you, know, you couldn't fucking write this like I'm, I'm, I'm deadly serious so. yeah, like, it's like being out with your mate and like you owe me 545 you give them a five and like you still owe me that 45 cent <laughs> even worse because it's your liberty <laughs> so I, I'm taken back into the prison this is true as God and this is on a Friday evening so and I can't see a governor till a Monday so, and I can't get in touch with a solicitor. Because and did you know, sorry, when you were going in, that, no, oh, here, I'm going to be taken in. No, yeah. you when they the just asked you to come <laughs> No, that had been a phone call. Yeah. If, if we'd have talked for one minute, do you want you to take me back in? in. <laughs> Marbella. <laughs> like, no, it'd have been a phone design. call, and it'd have been, I'd have been going, no, seriously, it'd have yeah. been going there with me, solicitor, uh, in me, with me, and yeah, going, yeah. you want to take me back in? 
now we're going straight to the hall because I ended up having to put in a hapis corpus. Oh, really? Right, yeah, that was the only way we could do it. So yeah. I'm, Monday morning comes, right? I'm in the thing. I go to see the governor, and the governor goes to me, Well, that's what we have, and that's what the, the thing says. And I unpacked, I said to her, I said, Tell me about the P19 was. And she showed me the P19. And I told her, I said, Well, listen. That P19 was dealt with, I said. And what happened was, I'd gone, and this is the truest what happened, right? I'd gone to an, I was transferred to another prison. Right. I got to the prison that day. When I got into the prison that day, that night they raided me cell, right? And they unscrewed the fucking, it, 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 one of the um, plugs. Right. And from the back of the plug, they found a broken phone. A phone that had no battery and nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. And he tried to say it was mine. So I went to the governor and I said to the governor, he tried to give me two months. He get, he actually gave me two months, tried to send me to the block. And I said to him, I'm not having this, I'm ringing me solicitor. I said, that had nothing got to do with me. I'm only in that cell fucking four hours, I said. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I tried to say, and it's behind, you've searched the whole cell. I couldn't physically open that silver yeah, thing. how are you supposed to fucking nothing, open that? I'd nothing it's fucking teeth. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. so, so we had this conversation. He put off, he gave it to me first. I appealed it. Rang me solicitors, said me solicitors, I'm not having this. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked. They're not sending me down to the block. I'd only back from the block. I said, I'm not fucking <laughs> not going back. back. going back. No, because I did. I spent yeah. a lot of time yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I was argumentative and he'd send me down. I would spend probably four months every year in the block. Every year of the 10 years I was there. So, so I was there. And it, 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 funny enough, I was barred from blocks. Were you? Yeah, yeah. I was actually physically Jesus barred from a block. Christ. I went to a block in, in yeah. the Midlands and they've gone, we're not fucking taking it. Uh, no, no, we don't take it. out to me and gone, the fuck, Bosey. Yeah, bring him back. And so he ended up having to put me into the mid, out of the Midlands into Portlaoise. But anyhow, just to cut this story, so getting on with Ryan. So I'm after being talking to his because his, his, his mum was my ex partner, and me and her were getting on really well. And she's telling me about Ryan's um, dad's his dad's and I'm thinking, oh, jeez, I need to see him because I'm trying to build a relationship yeah. with him. So I'm sitting in the, I'm, at this stage, I'm pulling my hair down, God, I have no hair. I'm pulling my <laughs> left hand. <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm ringing me slits and I said to me, I said, I want the hapis corpus. Yep. And he's gone, I said, I fucking want the hapis corpus. He said, I'm telling you, if you don't put it in, I'm going to put it in myself. And I'm saying to the ju- to this, to the thing all week, this is a mistake. Mm-hmm. I said, this is wrong, what you're doing here. You're taking me back in. I said, and so Friday night, at quarter, quarter five in the evening, they come into my cell and they go to me, you're going to the high court. This is the hype, it's called Friday evening. We drive to the, to, the, to the high court. I have a lot of money in my account, but it's still in my account, mm. right? Because they're taking me to the high court, and these are sure. These knew when I was going that I was being released. Yeah. Because what happened when we got there, no one turned up for the state. Yeah. <laughs> the state turned up and gone, you're not fucking like this <laughs> one. <laughs> no, 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 right? We're, we're done the Lord Mayor of Mount Joy, no way. And <laughs> <laughs> not him. So, so no, yeah, I didn't think of it. I wasn't thinking of it that way. I was just thinking of, that the case was that they no fucking case against yeah, me, yeah, right? Yeah. And and like to even for the for the for a, a DPP to stand down and even tried to argue the case yeah. was fucking madness. Yeah. So we get to the courts, my solicitor's there, I, I'm in the courts, the judge is called, gets up, right, what's this about hapis corpus? This is a really serious issue, I'm after being pulled out of uh, the meeting and all that, you're going fucking mad over it. Um, wh- where's the counsel for the state? They're not here, Your Honour. What do you mean they're not here? What's this about? So my barrister gets up and explains, are you fucking kidding me, he says. And he used language like that. Release that man immediately, <laughs> right? So I am released. I walk outside. It's now about 10 to 7. I'm already in the blades. I'm, the Humazane going towards yeah, my castle. I'm, I'm outside the four courts in, uh, at the thing, right? 
but I haven't got a pot to piss in on the window to throw it out. No, it's all, I have money in my thing. I, I have to drag me solicitor and say, to the girl, you need to give me money. And he's going, James, I'm fucking telling you, I said to him, you have to give me money. I'll give it back to you tomorrow. He's gone, much you need. I said, I need a taxi to get up to the So he handed me, I'll never forget, he handed me 20 euros. Jumped in the taxi, flew up to um, to his in school, man, yeah. jumped out to pay the taxi, and they're gone. Oh, and I go, bollocks. Yeah. So, yeah. They're gone, so I'm running around next to So I stops the bus and I just sees him on the bus for two seconds, get him a hug. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. But yeah. It was horrible for me. And yeah. I was like, and, and I was sure he he's was just pissing buckets. And I was like, I, now that I'm this age, I'm like, I fully understand where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be pissed, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> big red face. And I'm jumping, all right, son. All right, I haven't seen you in Blade 17 years. What's the story? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So that and and and, and like, like if you wrote that down, people would believe you. Yeah. I like that. Like, they, they just that's wouldn't story, believe you. Like, yeah. you know could what I mean? see the blade panic on your face and all that. You finally caught up to the bus and all. Like, it was gasp. But because I, I like for me, I'd miss so much. I miss this. It was it was so important to be there like, for this. Like all is coming of age. Yeah, of like all that type of stuff. I miss yeah. this first football matches. Yeah. All that stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, and for me, well, that's a, as I said, like obviously that hall did happen, and at the time I would think about it, like, but I've always said I never missed what I didn't have, mm. not in a bad way. To no, you, no, we like, get you that, understand no, we get it. Yeah. Mm. But as time has went on and we've rekindled our relationship, I don't even think, oh, what have I missed out on because I had so much mm. growing up with my mum and nanny. But now I'm happy that we're at a place where you get to see Lily mm. whenever you mm. drop in or. And I'm happy that that's the... And I, I think it's all credit to you because, as you said, you got clean in the joy and that's a hard thing to do, you know? Immensely like hard. Like, and like then you came out and you're going to college and like I can only look at you and say, you're a good person, you know what I mean? So, but, uh, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I, I, I've always been that person. Yeah. yeah. But like addiction then, society yeah. sees you in this yeah, yeah. Sees yeah, yeah. In, in this in this light of yeah. sort of like not would you have been in that society yeah, and, yeah. and like to differentiate between whether you use illegal drugs and you use alcohol which has probably the same, like you're treated completely different yeah. if I'm an alcoholic like I'm treated completely different to someone who's who's using illegal drugs because they're seen as even less than yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so like you know and, and when you think about it both of us are are, are, are covering something. Both of um, us are yeah, hiding from something. Well, alcohol, it's I. Uh, just you just enjoys a few points. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like Where we were only talking about yeah, the stigma of alcohol there last yeah. week and stuff like that. Like it's it's crazy yeah. to an extent. Like you know what I mean. But uh, like it, as you were saying, can be more harmful. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. but but but, but like, so accessible. Exactly. Well. Like but they treat alcohol as a health issue, yeah. not a criminal issue. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, the two yeah. don't have the same problem. So <laughs> so 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 like why why are we treating you know, like addiction as mm. a, a criminal issue when it's really a health issue, because like right. if you look at any any addict, their the bodies are being destroyed by, oh, the, yeah. by, the, by what they're putting into it. Same as the alcoholic. Yeah, it's they're, they're two like, sides of the same coin. Yeah, and and yet we sort of we, we sort of look really kind of gloss over that. Yeah, we look yeah. favorably on the alcoholic and have empathy and pity mm. for him. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the addict is sort of he's just a scumbag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Like you know, <coughs> who who do you honestly think? Right, genuinely just think about this for a second and just let this process in your head who do you honestly think enjoy us sticking a needle in their arm right because of that sick and then sleeping in a bag on the street yeah 
Like who do you, you think? Put it who in do that you perspective, think? Yeah, who who yeah. do you think wants to be like that? Yeah. I don't know any human being. I don't know any human being who or no, any child who woke up and that sounds great. I want to be a junkie when I grow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't know any child that's yeah, ever yeah. done that. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to be. I want to be a hero. I don't want to be a. Her- I want to be a heroin addict when I grow up. Yeah. I want to live on the streets rough, and I yeah. want to be treated like a piece of shit on the on the, the, the shoe of people mm. who are who are looking down on me. I don't know any person that's ever thought like that. Yeah. And if we start from that premise. And we look at it from that premise and say, okay, let's step back then and let's have a look at how do we, how do we, like as human beings even, like, mm, like from yeah. anything, from any sort of aspect, how do we fucking deal with this? How do we look at this? Yeah, brilliant. Because like it, it's 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 not it's 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 just a no brainer for me. Yeah, that's it. Definitely like, doesn't yeah. need to be some sort of drug reform, absolutely, out and stuff like that. But I think we'll wrap it up there. It's been a quite. Uh, I tell quite you, it's been one of the most. Thought provoking yeah, episodes, episodes we've had, that we've yeah. had. It's been really insightful. <laughs> it's been like great to hear your story, everything about it from start to finish. Like honestly, one of the most enjoyable like yeah, guests we've had. Like, on. <laughs> no disrespect to all you other guests. Like, do you know what I mean? If you listen to this, no, but like, and he says this to all you other guests. Yeah, no, no, I do not swear. No, it's it's been one that I've been wanting to line up because I know you probably don't look at it as a story. It's your it's your life, but. For a lot of people out there who might be struggling, who might listen, mm-hmm. there is a path. And like as we've always said on the podcast, our DMs are always open. And like I've lived through like trauma and stuff like that. And yeah. it's it's one of those things that, as we that was saying for the whole episode, you need to talk about. And that's I think we're go- we're only gonna get to the f- root of the issue when when conversation starts. Talk about it. Like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And maybe going forward, we can start looking into doing some some using that platform a bit more for things like this but no 100 percent. No, definitely great episode and i really appreciate you coming yeah, up no. that. james thanks so much for yeah. coming up really really appreciate yeah, it yeah it's been a very good episode great so episode. loved it look if you got this far um as you said reach out to us if you ever need that and, and thanks for thanks for listening thanks we for listening see us next week episode. see us next week adios bye bye, bye. bye, bye.